Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 160 of Games My Mom Found. I am the Lolly Lule Low, Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? I am Joe Butler, and you can't expect love to find you. You have to go out there and find it yourself. And hey, I'm uh, Gaseous Marmot, Carusetta. I'm Blair Farrell, and Mike, do you know what day it is tomorrow? I'll keep asking throughout the episode until you <laughs> give me an answer. It's tu- it was just a Tuesday for me. <laughs> <laughs> when bison enter your world? <laughs> yes. Uh, really good line from that movie. And Blair, where can people need, find you at? Sounds like you need to rewatch Street Fighter movie because that movie's a banner. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find my work at comicbookvideogames.com, which just turned 10 years old this past Thursday. Congratulations. Thank you. I forgot to say I'm Carusetta on Twitch, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. <laughs> I got like five TikToks now, too, so I'm one of the kids. Awesome. I hate TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> my wife listens to it all the time. We'll be driving the car and all of a sudden I just hear like, I'm like, oh, fuck. yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that algorithm. I should have a TikTok for the show. I, yeah, no, so I, haven't, I haven't done it yet. Twitch doesn't have discoverability, so you got to get on the other social medias. All right. And, I, and we are all here to talk about a very special game, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty that developed by konami published by konami and came out in 2001 and we what version did we all play what i should start with i played the ps2 version not on a ps2 yeah ps2 sons of liberty edition here i also played the ps2 version technically (laughs) okay just like me (laughs) i own the metal gear solid 2 subsistence and the hd collection on 360 and ps3 i played the hd collection on ps3 Oh, nice. Did you play it on a PS3? Yes. Very cool. I I cheated. I played on a PC so I could have save states. Same. Same. When Mike brought up that he was looking for people, I was at a store and I was like, I'm going to proactively buy this just in case I still have my (laughs) PS3 hooked up. Nice. And then Fortune uh, favored the bull. Uh, uh. (laughs) I really wanted to play it on my PS5, but they took the HD collection off the uh, PSN store a while back. Like a month ago, right? Yeah, yeah, like in November, I think. Wow. Wait, it was playable on PS4? I think it was. I think it was one of the PS3 games you could buy on PS4. I don't know. I just it might have been on PS now. Yeah. My, Konami. My PS5 is my first PlayStation since the PS2, so. By the way, I don't know if you guys knew either. It is not today, but this is the year. It is the 35th anniversary of Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear? Oh, Metal Gear. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, no, Metal no, Gear Solid. Not, Wait a second. I'm not that old. I was in high school when Metal Gear Solid came out. I'm yeah, same. Old. Okay, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear. The MSX version or the NES? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I guess it probably the MSX. So that's the first one. That's awesome. Yeah, I would say MSX. Sure. So I have a funny story first with this game. Well, sort of with Substance. When I I had bought Substance a long time ago, back when it came out. But I when I bought it from GameStop, I didn't have the case. They just had the generic case. And mm-hmm. somehow my buddy's mother found the case of Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance PS2 on the ground and then gave it to him. Just the case. No, And then I'm like, oh, hey, I got a case now. <laughs> I still have that case. And I just I just remembered that all of a sudden. I'm like, it's really random. I buy a game without a case and then just find a case on the ground. Very that, cool. that was my story. Yeah, I bought this game. I got into the when I got into I only got into the Metal Gear series like maybe like five years ago, four years ago. And so I bought this at a used game store back then and uh but this then just now playing through it for this podcast so 
I'm impressed that we got someone to play it for the first time. Yeah, well, I had started it like four, like three or four years ago, and I got maybe like I thought I was like 20 hours in, and then my save file said I was five hours in. So, and then I had just left it, and then I just picked it back up where I left off, which was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> so, did you know about the bait and switch? I knew that much. I did not know the rest of the story. <laughs> That's okay. So no I'm one excited. does. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I was actually very surprised by how things went. I don't, I don't care who you are. I love Raiden. He's he's one of my favorite Metal Gear Solid characters. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I'm looking forward to Revengeance. I have that for the 360. Oh, the good Revengeance. Name. I got my 360 set up in my living room and everything. So, see, that's a game I bought. I think twice, and I I just can't understand the mechanics like i just find it so clumsy i couldn't get past the first area without dying and then i just throw in the towel is it more of a it's more of like a like a devil may cry kind of game right like it's a platinum ass platinum game yeah (laughs) see the only one of those i've ever played is bayonetta and i just play i like built bayonetta up in my mind for years it's like oh this is supposed to be the most amazing game ever and i started playing it and i was like oh this is this is fine i don't (laughs) get what the fuss is about but cool. It's that's kind of how rising it. It's very actiony. Very. I have I played it once and I beat it. I just remembered the final boss fight being ridiculously long and annoying. But I feel I think that playing like hundreds of hours of Dark Souls over the last year has kind of ruined me for combat mm-hmm. games that don't have really boiled down action. Nothing does like Dark Souls. Yeah, I'm just I played Bayonetta and Nero Automata both, and I was like, oh, this is just button mashing compared to. But <laughs> the first thing I, I want to talk about is how much this game, like this game itself, especially going back and replaying it for the show. I realize how much of a meme this game is to itself <laughs> and everything else. Like we'll get more into that later, but just like the biggest fuck you also to the audience. Like that's what this game is. Like it starts off for those that remember like back then all the trailers, everything you saw, the demo, everything was solid snake solid snakes on the cover there is no hint of anybody else in the back of the box just solid snake he's on the cover isn't he yeah yep he's on the cover he's on the back of the box he was in all the trailers he was in all the advertisements nothing showed anything but snake when this game came out love it i i love anytime entitled fans get a finger in their eye by an alternate director i'm like hell yes specifically Specifically Kojima, he's known for just pulling like silly shit all the time and I love it. Yep. I that I wish I wish that I could erase from my mind that twist so that it could have surprised me. Yeah, it's, that's the same thing for me because when this game came out, yeah, it was two thousand one and PlayStation two I think was still four or five hundred dollars here in Canada and it was my last year of high school and I was like I cannot afford this machine. And I couldn't afford one until I think they did the price drop the summer following the 2002. And I was reading the EGM religiously, like every piece of Metal Gear Solid 2 information I could find. And I just had to spoil it because I had no idea when I was going to get to play it. And I just had to read the reviews and the follow up articles. And so I went in knowing that Ryan was going to yeah. be the main protagonist. But other than some of the voice work, which is a little bit cringy, I actually like controlling him because he's more of a fluid, like ninja character, as opposed to like snake, who's kind of like a blunt instrument. Mm-hmm. 
Like even just like flipping downstairs is fun. Just like doing like a flip <laughs> yeah, downstairs. I'm yeah. just cartwheel everywhere. He's also a very pretty boy. I love how much of a pretty boy he is, <laughs> as a as opposed to snake. But you guys have have had that whole benefit. I'm I believe like a decade younger than than most of y'all. <laughs> so I already knew, you know, X play back back in the day, even X play tried to explain what the hell the ending was and they didn't do a very good job of it because even i still don't understand what the ending of this game is i don't either oh i yeah i mean i i think i got it i think i got it well we'll get there eventually we get there yeah i like i said i i was a nintendo fanboy growing up and then pc gamer at the same time my so i got a ps2 when i got married my father-in-law had two ps2 slims and he's like i don't play these anymore here you can have these that was like 2008 so that's when I got my first non-Nintendo system was 2008 when I was in my 30s. So, oh no, I guess I was in my 20s. But anyway, so, and then, yeah, I I started with uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and loved it and then went back and bought Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 and Revengeance and 5 and Phantom or whatever the Phantom Ground Pain. Zeroes, all that stuff. And then I'm just slowly playing through them. So, but so many podcasts have talked about this, you know, twist. It's so many like shows like X Play, et cetera. So yeah, <laughs> unfortunately had it ruined for me. But man, that would have been something. That would have been a trip. <laughs> it was. I didn't have this when it first came out. My buddy, he bought it because I didn't. I didn't like stealth games at the time. I didn't like metal. I had no interest in Metal Gear. He'd bought this. I remember him playing it and just being confused as hell. And all of a sudden, you beat the. You go through the whole tanker mission of Snake, and then Snake's gone. <laughs> doesn't come back. So I always remember that. I mean, just, it's just because you only really play a Snake for like what a two-hour mission or so at most. At most, it's like yeah. an hour. It's an, yeah. it's really you yeah. What you're doing. You got to stretch it to get it more than an hour. Yeah, it's. I love I mean, it. The story is also like I confusing as hell in this game. Like because I had played Metal Gear One and Three for the show. I played original Metal Gear Two, and they all make sense enough. This one, like even though I played this game many times, I watched many things about it. Like I know the story. I still was just confused as hell. Like it starts off, I think, what two years or so many years after Metal Gear Solid One, and all of a sudden, now everybody's making Metal Gears, and then they board a tanker because they know a Metal Gear, uh, a new Metal Gear model is on here, made by the Marines, and they're trying to stop it. Yeah, and it's Snake and Otacon are like they keep referring themselves as an NGO, a non-governmental organization, but they're basically, okay. yeah, they're basically terrorists that the U.S. government is okay with. Yeah, yeah it like the post-credit scene of because I didn't realize the Metal Metal Gear Solid One when I first finished it, which was I came to. Metal Gear Solid 1 in 1999. I never played Metal Gear on Nintendo. I just never interest me, either the box or whatever. And then when Metal Gear Solid 1 was coming out, it was like I didn't own a PlayStation. I was all about Ocarina of Time. I actually went and watched the original commercial that aired on TV for Metal Gear Solid, and there's nothing in there, if you can go back and find it, that would make you interested in this game. And then <laughs> my brother got a PlayStation in 1999, and he turned it on, and I just saw this game, and it was framed like a movie with credits, and he ran up behind some guy and snapped his neck, and this was years of me playing, like, platformers and racing games, and, like, he, I just couldn't wait for him to go out with his friends because I just wanted to play this game. And then it would just turn into like an obsession. Like I had, like I wanted to get the action figures and reading all the, everything in EGM and I couldn't wait to play this. And, and then when it came out, it was like such a weird, weird thing, but I was also fascinated by it. Like even when 
when Metal Gear Solid 3 came out, I was kind of bummed at first that it was a prequel because I wanted to find out how they were going to work around the nonsense Same. at the end of this game. <laughs> the answer to that is Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> Which they do work around a lot of nonsense. The answer is nanomachines. It really is nanomachines. But, it's um, all nanomachines. I, uh, yeah, that was the same uh, boat. My, I was my so metal- excited for more story, and then we got a prequel, and I'm like, but I, I want I want to know what happened, and then, and yeah. then the prequel is the best game in the series. Yeah, it, by it really a is. large margin. I love three. Three is so good. I hear it's, Peace Walker is really good. I have it. I just haven't played it yet. It's it's very monster huntery. Um, uh, it's I played it on PSP, and I remember getting hand cramps because it was so hard to play because it's essentially designed for co-op play, and when if you play single uh, player. It's kind of rough, but now I don't know what it's like if you play on, say, like the PS3 collection or the Vita collection where you actually have like an actual controller. I just haven't had any desire to go back to those games I played. Like like when I played Portable Ops in 2006, <laughs> that was a bit like the whole bite sized mission with like capturing people wasn't really ever my scene. That's why I've kind of never yeah. gone and played five like, I, I don't have any desire to play, like, an open-world Metal Gear game. I just think that sounds awful. I, I want to play 5. But yeah, I, I have 5. I need to play it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Same. I wanted to play Peace Walker first, since 3, Peace Walker, and 5 are kind of a continuous story. But Is Portable Ops considered canon? No. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be VR training. That not it just, like, VR training? No. It's an actual game. Oh, I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking of VR mission. Yeah, VR yeah, missions for PlayStation 1 is just VR. There was Portable, Portable Ops, and then there was Portable Ops Plus, and that was kind of like kind of what VR missions was to Metal Gear Solid 1. But I know at the time it was considered canon because it legit takes place not long after Snake Eater, and they reference it and Ocelot's in it, and I think there's a, like another post-credit scene I... I finished it and then I never went back and I don't even think I own it anymore. So I'm not an authority. Yeah. Google says yes and no. So (laughs) yeah, that's what I got to. There's a character in five that references things in portable ops, but that character wasn't in portable ops and would have no way to know about portable ops. And so, okay. That's is semi canon. Yeah. (laughs) All right then. (laughs) Okay. One day I want to play it. Yes. I think the reason why it's not canon which is spoilers like has everyone played besides five has everyone else played every other metal gear game i don't not including handhelds yes yeah i okay. played the game boy color and asset games so like yes <laughs> i believe the main bad guy is supposed to be like remember how like in three they refer to like the bosses in the end's child yeah they the guy the main bad guy in that game i think believes he's that child but it's not him it's it's ocelot so I think that's where it's can and it's not. Oh, okay. Okay. I just yeah, remember a character it. called Hot Coldman. <laughs> that's Peace Walker. <laughs> oh, that's Peace Walker? Okay. Yeah. But that was the original Metal Gear. No, it's Peace Walker. I'm pretty sure. Oh, this series. So, so Metal Gear Solid 2, like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. is, is very well done. Like, I'm, I didn't do this, yeah. this playthrough because I was in a hurry and I just didn't care. But you can shoot everything. You can shoot fruits off. You can shoot glasses. You can shoot bags. Like, you can Ice shoot cubes. everything. Ice cubes and everything interacts, and it was just—it's such a like tech demo what the PS2 could do, and it's such a good little like the tanker level is amazing. The amount of detail they put into this little level where you just run around a snake for an hour, fight one boss, and then 
have another fight with a bunch of guys and then you are pretty much done. Yeah, it has some really cool stuff in it. We've all played Metal Gear Solid 4? No. But no? I'm, I'm okay. You can spoil it. I played oh, it no, once and I don't I, remember a lot of it. I don't have a working PS3, so I'm never going to be able to play 4. Uh, they <laughs> might they might put it on, on PS5 now with them doing that whole PS3 backwards compatibility. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be an NFT. <laughs> don't say that. But <laughs> that, that Olga boss fight... In Metal Gear Solid 4, you meet Sunny, who is Olga's daughter. Yes. And she has a really bad stutter, and I have a firm belief that the reason why she has that stutter is because Snake injected and pumped a pregnant woman full of tranquilizer dart. I mean, she is she is pregnant when you fire the tanker. Yeah. Yep. And you only have the tranquilizer to shoot her with. Yep. You know, it would be Kojima to put something in there like that. Yeah. Okay. There's not a whole lot to the tanker other than it's a, it's a super awesome piece of just showing off the tech of what it could do. Yeah. And it still looks great. Like I was playing it on PS3 and I know it's like the blue point. I mean, I don't know if it was blue point or just their tech, but I mean, just going through it, like this was such, you can easily see why like people like myself were hyped for this because you look at Metal Gear Solid one and like, I love kind of the artistic choices they made in that game because you look at something like, not to throw a slide against Final Fantasy VII because it's a classic and people love it, but it has like <laughs> four different art styles. Like you have Triangle Cloud, then Battle Cloud, and CG Cloud. And in Metal Gear Solid 1, everything is just one continuous look. So it never yep. takes you out of the experience. But then yeah. because of the limitations of the PlayStation, people don't have faces and details. And you have Metal Gear Solid 2 where everything is just like there's hair and there's facial animations and motion and it all looks really great and i'm shocked about how good it looked when i played it again it really does this is the only like i i uh rip all my playstation one and two games and play them on my computer just for ease yeah this is the only ps2 game i've emulated that my computer my gaming pc had like trouble with at times did it turn every is it turn fat man into a black guy or anything no i did not have okay. the troubles or bonuses that you had <laughs> i had shading I, issues where whenever the villain showed it didn't do it for Pliskin, it didn't do it for ryan but for fat man he turned he was like much more darker he should be vamp face was normal but everything below looked like it was darker and then the, the best one was ocelot whenever he's ocelot he was normal but when he becomes liquid ocelot spoiler alert he ends up then turning all black yeah. You know, I think you cursed me, Mike, because I had that same issue. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. It's something to do with the setting that I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I had no shader issues, but I also had gone into my settings. I had looked up like the PC SX2 settings for Metal Gear Solid 2 and had set all my oh. settings to that. So I didn't have those problems. My <laughs> problem was during cutscenes, FPS would drop down to like anywhere between 15 and 30. Oh, I didn't get that low. I did get lower, though. But I also run things on the most minimum settings that I can just so it runs smoother. Oh, yeah. that's just me. Yeah, and I should have. But like it was just the cutscenes, but the cutscenes you like Revolver Ocelot would be like, so right in. And eventually okay. I just got I was like, you know what? What I'm gonna do, and I had like a full walkthrough on YouTube, and I would just fast forward and watch the cutscenes on YouTube and then skip them in the game. <laughs> so yeah. but then and then anytime you are using the stinger the game became a slideshow and it made it, it, it made all the fights where you use the stinger missile way, way harder. Oh, that's just two oh, fights. It's fine. Man. Oh, I like it one of those, the Ray battle at the end. Like I just imagine how much of a nightmare that must have been. 
yeah, I used I, it on it, Vamp too. Yeah, I yeah I used it on Vamp and the President, <laughs> and uh, and then yeah the Metal Gear fight. Oh, I guess no one else did, and no uh, lethal option except for me. Although somehow I accidentally killed seven people. I know I spin kicked one person off the deck of the boat by accident, just trying to knock him out. <laughs> and then the game said I killed seven people. And I was like, I don't know how. Like, I used tranks <laughs> on everyone. Those those Metal Gear rays were people. Yeah, I think he's right. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Oh, I don't, you might be, though. Oh, God. It might be the way the game considered. I mean, they're not actually people, but it might be how the game put it, you know, puts it in there. I don't I don't think so, because uh, the walkthrough that I was using for the cutscenes, they were doing a non-lethal and they got the non They were doing it on PS4 and they got the non-lethal trophy. Oh, okay, or, or never mind on PS3. They got the non-lethal trophy and they they definitely destroyed all those Metal Gear Rays in their you don't have a choice. But, don't you don't you have to shoot a bunch of guys in the tanker? You can trank them. Yeah, uh, that's, I, I the only time I think I use I use the pistol to knock over Fat Man and then trank him in the head. And other than that, I use the PSG-1T nice. and the Stinger missile, missiles for the rays, and that's about it. Hmm. I'm not sure, then. And I uh, definitely did not go non-lethal. <laughs> I didn't. I, I started to train people in the tanker, and, and in the especially in the tanker I did, but in the plant, I started to, but I got to a point where I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> well, when I started the game four years ago, and I, I was trying to do non-lethal and collect dog tags and you know i got to the part where you're going around diffusing all the bombs as right in and then i put it down for four years and when i came back to it for this podcast i was like all right i don't have time for this and i just i was a murder <laughs> machine for the rest of that game well since you brought up dog tags i want you to mention like one of the things about this game is you have collectibles you have where you can go behind guards stick them up and then go in front of them hold the gun in their face or at their balls and they'll go and they'll shake dog tags off I do a little butt wiggle yeah yeah, and you can sometimes get dog tags by like shaking their corpses or their unconscious bodies, but you're more likely to get them from the stick up thing. Yeah, you can't. I think there's some you cannot get by doing. You don't get very many that way. Yeah, yeah. Because that's part of the game is to sneak up on people and you know get the dog takes that way. I mean, I remember doing it back in because by getting all the dog takes, you unlock different stuff. You unlock different wigs that give you like unlimited air unlimited ammo i think is something you can get like there's different unlimited grip just different things you can get in this game that i remember but me and my it's friend for your did. second playthrough right yeah we did yeah. for hours it's like we we had pass. almost because you you have different doctors in every single difficulty you have to go through okay. if you really want to get crazy about it i'll say because well, also Gear solid one had some of that stuff to it yeah it's also like a primitive form of leaderboards because when you finished it you uploaded like you had a, a name or something and you upload it to like the Konami website and I guess like that would determine like how long you took, how many rations you use, how many times you were seen, and you were given like a name depending yes. on that. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird, <laughs> weird way. Yeah. I'll say Metal Gear Solid One also gives you like a code name based on different stats at the end. Yeah. But not with the website. <laughs> Hey, they had they had internet then. I mean, hey, they even made a player's guide that was completely online. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Final Fantasy Nine guide. <laughs> so, oh, and the, the thing that I do want to talk about, or I should mention, is that the rest half of this game, or almost the eighty to ninety percent of this game, takes place on what's called the plant, which is this thing that was built to cover up the oil spill from the tanker that they keep blaming Solid Snake for blowing up. That, as you see when you play through the game, it was Ocelot, Liquid Ocelot, not Snake, I it, but I thought it was called Big Shell. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's called Big Shell. What did I call it? Okay. The shell? The plant. Oh, it is called. 
It is called Big Shell, but it's also called, I think, it's, isn't it because of the plant when you look at it? In the menu, because yes. you can pick to do oh. like tanker or plant or tanker plant. As, oh, okay. Like, because you can replay whatever section you want. Or I think in the PS3 version, you they just start you off. It's just like you can play the tanker. Same on the PS2. Just, okay. Oh, interesting. You can, you can skip the entire tanker if you want and just do the plant. Or the, or the big shell. It, it, I don't know why, but it's an option. It's because uh, I believe that demo was like super available to everyone. I want to say it came out in like PlayStation Magazine and you could get it's it. It's in Zone Enders. Yeah, it was yeah. March 2000. So all the uh, cardboard boxes, a bunch of the cardboard boxes say uh, ZOE on them. Which is a decent game. And a lot of people bought just because of this demo. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like it, it, there's little things that change. So, like if you don't do the tanker mission when you start when you start it, the text that the colonel will say to Raiden is a little bit different. There's a, there's a few little changes. Like, Raiden won't say, I did the tanker mission in VR. He won't say that if you don't do the tanker mission. Interesting. Which is yeah, kind of hinting that the tanker mission you're doing, because at one point, Pliskin Snake says, oh, that tanker mission, I bet what you did wasn't what actually happened there. And then there's also shots that show you at one point that the tanker, like, of Snake doing the tanker that is not stuff that you did with guns that you don't have. So they're part of the, like, I theory is that the tanker you do a snake is actually you doing riding VR and that you never actually did the, the real tanker mission. Yeah. And I think that's correct because later in the game, there's a reference to Melgar solid one that snake makes. And it's he, that he has the, uh, infinite ammo headband that <laughs> yeah. you get for, uh, for saving Merrill, right? Yes. Yeah, and he says that, but you don't have that when you play through the game, when you play through the tanker mission. Uh, yeah, it's because uh, I did the both, and it, and he had it. So if you only did the plant, like he doesn't say that. Oh no, no, I meant he says it no matter what. Oh, uh, okay. You play the tanker mission when you're playing the tanker mission as Snake. You don't have infinite ammo. True. Right? Yes. Yes. Right. So then that would indicate that the tanker mission is actually right in playing it in VR. So I possibly I, I also have this weird thing where like. You can actually like all that because there's, there's, I don't know what I'm talking about. There's really weird, like you can see Snake running through hallways and water coming behind him. I actually yes. do feel like Kojima made that part of the game, but it was way too buggy and like physically impossible to play. But he still put it in there because it's Kojima. That's how I took it too. Like it was yeah. stuff that was going to be in the game, but got cut for one reason or another. But it leads to the fuck with you because this whole game is just a fuck with you. Mm hmm. I mean, everything about this game, Raiden, because he's not as masculine as like Snake, you know, he's a much more feminine male. Like everything they do, I think, was just a fuck with the audience. Well, it was it's actually it was actually because I have the document of Metal Gear Solid 2. I don't have it where I'm living now, but I have it in my parents' house. And it shows like all the kind of when they did the photography for like the big shell and the tanker. That decision was made really early on because in Japan, I believe they actually Boil that snake was getting replaced because in that region like a typical like 90s american action hero didn't sell very well so they made a new character essentially to appease kind of the japanese audience because it's more palatable to have like a kind of pretty boy slim ninja character than like kurt russell from escape from new york so funny enough my husband has watched me play most of my Metal Gear Solid games. And a couple years ago, we were watching TV and Escape to New York was on. 
and I put it on. And it was like right at the beginning, and it's the part where Kurt Russell, they're interested in Kurt Russell. He's he's says his name, being Snake Plissken, everything, and he looks at me and he goes, "Is Metal Gear just one big ripoff?" I go, "Yeah, you didn't know that. Like, it's pretty much everything <laughs> in this game is like not original to an extent. It's like oh, callbacks, callbacks to '80s movies and '90s movies and completely <laughs> other movies too." I mean, the opening of Escape from L.A. is like the SDV from Metal Gear Solid 1. Like, it's literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was like Kojima is a big movie action, like 90s action movie fan or 80s action movie fan. You know, I mean, like it's, you know, kind of well known that Michael Bean was kind of like the actor that's on the cover of Metal Gear Solid 1 from like the Mm -hmm. future sections. Yeah, from Metal Gear, Gear, rather. Yeah, right, right. I mean, Kyle, it's just that he, he wanted to make a movie. So, I mean, that's what he did in this game, really. I mean, like, this game, the cutscenes are so long this time. Oh, it just, God. it wasn't, the gameplay is not enough in this game either when you get in the plant. Like, I like Ryan, but, like, when I was playing through this game and running around and fighting the few bosses that you have and everything, nothing, it was just, it, it did, it wasn't as enjoyable. I'm like, there's so many codec calls and so many cutscenes. I'm just like, like, I like story, but I'm like, after playing three, I'm like, this is just too much. And they're not even that great. They said something about the the reason why there are being a whole bunch of codec calls, and I don't know why. And I think that's something like the producers or Konami wanted that they wanted more codec calls in the second game. God knows why. Oh, there's too many. Well, when you yeah. think about like the kind of storytelling at that time, like when the PlayStation hit, it wouldn't be uncommon for jewel cases on the back to say a selling point would be one hour of recorded dialogue and. Yeah, you know, like going back to this is so because I mean, storytelling in games has come a long way when you have like stuff like, say, Dead Space, where it, or even Half Life in 1998, where everything is kind of in the environment in Dead Space. So you can listen to audio logs while you're exploring. And this is just like cutscene and then talking heads, then more cutscene, like especially at the end, as I joked on Twitter, like I went and got like a bar and a Coke and a bag of chips as I knew I was sitting down to watch like an hour of my talking head stuff. I didn't know what I had coming. <laughs> Wait till we do four someday. The end and it was like 35, I think I timed it as like 35 minutes or something like that. You think if you're, you, knew, you can tell you never played four. Cause I think four yeah. is like an hour to two hours at the end. Yeah. The yeah, epilogue is like an hour and a half four, long. Is it four where you have to change the disc in the middle of a cutscene? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Or is that this one? No, and this one's only one disc because it's only one disc. I I heard, I thought I heard that there was like one where you have to change the disc in the middle of a cutscene. Three twin snakes, maybe twin snakes. No, I yeah, can't I, remember. Three's on one disc. Yeah, three's four's on one disc too. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm full of crap. Then. Four just has excessive installing. Like after every chapter, like it it stops you install. Oh, okay, that's probably. The- and then and then it shows snake smoking and says don't smoke. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, four is weird. We'll we'll talk about that someday. I I really want to do it. But like it's it I don't enjoy running through the big shell as much. I don't enjoy the story with this. I don't enjoy all like the weird I mean, I understand what it's going for, but like when you're playing through it in a gameplay standpoint, it just wasn't that much fun. Like the dead cell is not Foxtown at all. The the terrorist group that took over this plant and kidnapped the president and you're fighting, they're just a bunch of like the first boss you fight is fight in quotation is fortune which is a, a woman who was the daughter of the guy that died on the tanker the guy in charge who is lucky and has a giant rail cannon with and shoots electric bolts at you and you just have to just dodge it for like a minute or two yeah it's yeah, not a real that, fight yeah it's not it's it's interesting i feel like and maybe i'm wrong but it 
felt like there weren't as many boss fights in this as in Metal Gear Solid 1. There probably were, and they're just so much further apart from each other. I don't know. I think this had less. Yeah, because it's like you got you have um, fight Olga on the tanker. That's kind of a boss fight. It is a boss fight. Yeah, it's a super easy one, but it's it's technically one. And you have, For- you have Fortune, which, again, sim- same thing. And then you have Vamp. Oh, you have uh, Fat, Fat Man. Vamp. And Harrier. Harrier. The Harrier. Fight Fat Man twice. You fight Fat Man, yeah. Not Fat Man, uh, Vamp. Uh, Vamp twice. You fight Vamp twice. Yeah, maybe it does. It just, it doesn't feel like it. And yeah, it doesn't have the, like, there's no, there's nothing on the level of, like, Psycho Mantis fight or... Any of them, Sniper Wolf, Vulcan Sniper, Raven. Like, Vulcan Raven. Like, no fight in the, no boss fight in this game felt interesting or fun to me. And I think that was on purpose. I don't think it was accidental he did that. I think he did that because of the hype of Metal Gear Solid 1 and how much Foxhound was loved as these characters. You know, Sniper Wolf. I mean, they're all such big, giant characters. And the one, you know, Fortune is a woman that you can't shoot with guns. You just a dodge dodger. I'm sure that was a, you know, a type of thing he was trying to say. And then Fat Man is a, is a big guy who plants bombs on roller skates. <laughs> Like so, his boss fight is he rolls around and plants bombs and you have to go defuse them if you don't shoot them fast enough. Or sipping wine from a margarita glass or something. <laughs> yes. Like it's the biggest fuck you to the fans. And I, I guess I didn't realize that until like, you know, now that I'm older and I'm playing third, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it now. And I played Metal Gear Solid one more recently and I'm like, oh, I completely get what you're going for. But I, I just I loved it. It it was hilarious to me. We well, can't we can't argue. I don't think there's any argument that Yell Dead Cell, the music during boss fight, absolutely slaps. Oh they yeah, all, they all I, have I really good the music, music in this game in general. The opening theme to this game, I love. Like that, just like every time I would turn it on, I would like just sit there on the title screen for a little bit and listen to it. Yeah, it it is good music. I mean, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it because I just I play oh. yeah, I played with sound on, of course, for this game, but I just didn't care. I thought it had I thought it had really good um yeah really good music the voice acting was you know the same <laughs> it was what it is I like the voice act I love the voice acting I have no problem with it I I do get annoyed with like all the some of the coda conversations with Rose like I oh, mean one God, thing that, Rose. that yeah <laughs> well you have Campbell which is the same Colonel from Metal Gear Solid One that's in charge of this mission because you're the only member of Foxhound for Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. you have who else? Is it just him and Rose? No, you got, I mean, in the you have Otacon later. You have Stillman. Oh, yeah, Colonel. Stillman, the bomb guy that, you know, he stopped answering yeah. after a while. Yeah, you got Stillman, you got Mr. X, who is also Deep Throat, who is also Ninja, who is also Olga. <laughs> you, yeah. got, you got President Johnson, you got Ames. Oh, you can talk to all these people? I don't talk, I mean, I, yeah, I don't I, talk to anybody. I actually, so. In my, so I have like a little notes-taking app on my thing, and I took a photograph of all the Codex. Okay. So. Of all the codec, um, everyone codecs. dies that you just almost that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming Ames gets killed too, but I don't remember. Yeah, he has a heart attack. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ames has a heart attack. Like the president gets shocked by us a lot. EE, I can't remember who EE is. Emma, Emma, Emma. 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 Yeah, uh, yep. So speaking of speaking of codec calls, I found it. I took a screenshot of it and I recorded it. I, I safe stated, thankfully, right before, and I got the codec call. I found the codec call where you can call Pliskin. And I guess Pliskin's supposed to give you info about like the enemies and stuff too. And it, where it goes, so what's up with Vamp? And it's like, oh yeah, Vamp is uh he's a guy who you know, when he was a kid, he gets crucified and then he gets he he survives off the blood of his family. And Raiden goes, Oh, is that why they call him Vamp? And Snake flat out goes, No, they call him Vamp because he's bisexual. 
Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what the fuck? What? I thought and, the building fell on top of him or something, and he yeah, survived. He, he was he was in Romania, and his 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 small town got bombed, and he was at church, and he survived off his family's blood. But even weirder, he he's bisexual. He has a relationship with Fortune's dad. What? Where is yeah, this at? It, it's it, like you have to dig into like the codec conversation. Oh, okay, but it's yeah. actually there. It's yeah. actually there. Yep. There's a oh. whole thing where it talks about Vamp and Fortune's dad. Not even secret. I think that they were just in a relationship. It's weird. And, and does Fortune know? Fortune knows. That's why it's like, and even even Raiden's like, is that why they're so close? And and Snake's like, yeah, in more ways than one. But I don't really know how. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> my God. It's not in my nature to be mysterious, but I don't want to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about why. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, again, this game is just so weird as hell. And again, that feels like a a knock at the fans again, in in a way. See, I really, that's what I, like, I remember the first, my first introduction to this was, I think it was early 2002, and I think it was sometime in March, and we had, like, a little break off school. So, like, where I grew up, like, we didn't have Blockbuster. I had mom-pop stores and gas stations. There was a gas station that rented playstation 2 so i went up there and i was like okay i'm gonna rent this out and see how far i can get because i didn't have a memory card and i think i got a little bit past fat man and like what what's so weird about the entire time like you're playing it and it and it feels like a remake of metal gear solid one which was a remake of metal gear 2 because you're doing a lot of the same beats and like that's kind of the story reason but i actually like what kind of gets you through it, and it's what I, 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 I've never played Death Stranding, I'm just going to throw that out there, why I kind of have no desire to do that, is when I hear people talk about that game, and it's like, okay, it's like this long, and all you're doing is walking, but for all of like the codec conversations and the cutscenes, like the moment-to-moment gameplay of getting around and fighting these characters, like it may not be as memorable or as interesting as like Fox Sound, but it's still fun. Like, I love how it's like you're always doing something different. And that's what I really liked about Metal Gear Solid. And this one is that, okay, one second you're doing this and now you're defusing bombs. And now you're kind of sidling along the side and then the hairier fight and then you're underwater, which is like a new thing in this game, which I remember being clumsier than when I thought. But it was actually not that hard. I had Um, a hard time with the the underwater parts. I I, I kept getting my up and down mixed up. A lot. Yeah. And I, mean, I, or I would get stuck in corners and stuff. It's hard to reacclimate your brain to like, because I used to play these all the time because I just was so into this series and I still like it, but I'm not as diehard as what I am now, especially going back from like subsistence where like I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 3 and it was like the vanilla release and I thought it was an absolute nightmare. Like I just ran and I just ran and gun with a shotgun the entire time because it was like overhead in a jungle and I couldn't see anything and there was no soliton radar. But in this it's it's kind of weird to go back to like you accepted it at the time, you held down like two buttons to fire a gun and aim it in first person. <laughs> but now it's just like so hard to like oh, okay, I had to hold this one and this one. And then you don't really know, like, once your gun is drawn, like, how do you put it away? Like, you just kind of fire that bullet, or at least that's what I did all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, thankfully, so I, I really enjoyed the gameplay as well, actually, with this game a lot. Like, uh, I actually enjoyed this one 
so much, and I was surprised because I love Metal Gear Solid One, and I've played, I've beaten it a couple of times, and I've played a good bit of three, and then otherwise, I'm just like super into Metal Gear, like vicariously. You know, I've listened to lots of podcasts about it, and read about it, and and have a lot of like art for Metal Gear because I'm just into it aesthetically and all that. And uh, I really love Metal Gear Solid One, and playing this, I I kind of think in a at least for some parts, I, I kind of like this more a little bit. Oh, um, I found right. the story like actually super interesting and weird, but interesting. <laughs> and I thought the gameplay was really, really good. I like playing as Raiden a lot. And I, I liked, like you were saying, I like having something. It was like always changing. The game was always, it was always changing in a way that Metal Gear Solid 1, I feel like, isn't as much. Metal Gear Solid 2, I feel like, has the opposite problem of... Metal Gear Solid 3, and I feel like that's because that's Kojima really trying to always do something different with every game. Because yeah. one thing one thing I can always think about when it comes to 3 is I really like the story. And like yeah. like you said, like you said earlier, but all your equipment just sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I only use the Trank gun in 3. Like, I use the Trank gun in, like, one other thing. But uh, one one of the things that, that I can always just think of is that, uh, what is it, uh, a lot, 3, uh, 2 has a lot of different weapons that come back that, that that come back and there's a lot of other interesting stuff too there's like a grenade launcher there's two different rifles but there's also uh what is it the the final weapon which i think is just hilariously great which is the katana yeah yeah and it has a lot non-lethal mode somehow yes <laughs> oh it makes the blade not sharp simple it's a high frequency blade it vibrates <laughs> at high speeds and when you, you can turn that off to where it's just a big dumb blunt blade yeah it is weird <laughs> I don't know. I I've always enjoyed this game more as a kid than I than I than I did this playthrough, which made me sad because it had the games amount games my mom found effect where you go back to an old game that you remember loving. Because I remember loving the story, the gameplay, everything. I went back to this playthrough, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not enjoying this like I thought I would be. Is it because when you like? Because when I think about like the first time I played Metal Gear Solid, I was I was in I don't know how everyone does it in the states, but I was in grade ten. Uh, I, I was in high school and like it felt so mature and profound, even though it's remarkably silly. And then the I, same thing with like this, where it's just like when you're watching the ends and everything that everyone's saying and you're just like, this is so smart, even though it's but it's, I think it's just because like I'm still developing as a person. And <laughs> now when I look back at it, I'm like, this is incredibly clumsy. And I think it's because the like, Metal Gear Solid one sold so well and was so highly revered that Konami was like, do whatever the heck you want because you made us all this money. And then Metal Gear Solid 3 was kind of like an apology. Because Metal Gear Solid 1, it's such a basic story where it's just like these people have taken over this base and you got to stop them. And this is like you and EGM. And they, I think they got like 9.5s across the board. Like they didn't were 9 or 9.5s. They didn't quite reach the 10. And just like it's so hard to keep track of like quadruple crosses from people where it's just <laughs> like I was against you, but then you were against me who was against them. But they knew they were against me. And <laughs> you're just like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. And you're talking about like apology, but it's funny. You think about the games. It's like everyone loves Snake in the first game. So Kojima says, all right, next game. You play a snake for an hour, then fuck you. You don't play a snake the rest of the game. Well, then, also, all right, like, all, right. oh, all these missions, like all the boss fights are kind of supposed to emulate stuff from 
like this whole game is supposed to emulate Shadow Moses, which you find out partly later on for story reason, but also like the Harrier reminded me of fighting the you know helicopter in yeah. Just, I want like so many little things that are there, but it just doesn't it doesn't hit right. Like you have this, the, you don't have a sniping boss, but instead you have to you have to snipe Vamp while he's holding Emma and he's choking her. That right. sniping section is really cool, though. I really like that. I did like it. it. Was in, the, in the infrared had like the infrared on, and so you're yeah. like shooting these like you know red silhouettes and all that. Yeah, no, I mean I I like it, but I was just saying you know it's like then MGS three. It's like you think oh I'm gonna play a snake this time. Nope, you're playing as the villain from the original Metal Gear. All right, Metal Gear 4. All right, you do get to play a snake, but we're going to kill him. And it's just. And we're going to make him old. We're going to make him elderly. Yeah. He's it's, so it, old. Yeah, exactly. And so I just feel, I feel like, yeah, Kojima just is like, it kind of makes me think of like the new Matrix a little bit. Where I've never it's, seen that yet. Well, it's, it's just really clear that Warner Brother went to the Wachowski sisters and were like, hey, we're making a new Matrix with or without you. And so Lana Wachowski was like, all right, fuck you guys. <laughs> and it's a, it is what it is. It's a, it's a something it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. called I'll never work for WB again. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I liked that, but I appreciated that. Same. <laughs> it was like good for her. It, she basically just said, fuck you to Warner brothers and uh, made a movie. And it's, I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's an interesting movie. <laughs> And it's an it's a real movie if that makes any sense. So, but anyway, so same same here. Like I think that well, except for I do think this is good. But I think yeah, Kojima just like oh, you want me to make another Metal Gear, huh? I'll show you. I also like for the story wise because I have I have had different thoughts in this game. Like I used to believe the tanker happened and that the entire big shell incident was all VR. Now I have no idea what's VR and what's not and what's real and if anything of this game is real. Like, and that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know, but I don't like it. <laughs> well, so the only thing is, is at the end, I think you really do have the boss fight at the end. I think that's happening. And if that's actually happening, then I don't think the big shell incident is VR. But I don't know for sure. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think the big shells VR for one very think. specific reason. And if if well, I'd rather go through the entire story beat and then explain why my theory on that is. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I I don't even know what to think anymore about this game. I used to have a certain thought. I do believe the final fight with Solidus, which again is annoying that he's a third snake brother. And this also used to be <laughs> the president from during Metal Gear Solid 1. And this is the guy that Ocelot was on the phone with in the end. He goes, yes, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like no one bats an eyelash at like the former president of the United States is in like a super suit battling some guy in a building. Like everyone just like on the street. Well, I guess it's, you know, whatever. Just another day in New, York. in New York. I, I think that's supposed to be the fact of like you like everything kind of feels fake up until that point, because like this ride's the only person on the street up until like you're kind of staring at the president. You're kind of looking at Arsenal gear on top of what's it, the White House. What's it on top of? No. It's in uh, New York. Liberty, the, or it was um, supposed to be. It was supposed to be like around the two towers, but then it had to be changed for yeah. reasons. It was supposed to like drive into the into New York City and hit a bunch of stuff, hit the Statue of Liberty and things like that. Yeah. I can't believe they could change it that fast because this came out November 20, uh, 2001. They just cut it off. Jesus. Oh. Just, there's a whole that. scene that was filmed that we never saw, apparently, that's written that where it comes showing it because how it just like appear it's just there all of a sudden they cut everything because of of 9-11 well, that's, that's like like spider-man 
Yeah, they had to recall yeah. all the discs for Enter Electro and just like they had to recall everything and then just like change it and send out more. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like the spider the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie where oh, they had that yeah. trailer that had the scene where he catches yeah, yeah. a helicopter between the twin towers. Yeah, but it was also the sequel Enter Electro on PlayStation because like the final fight takes place on like two towers while you're fighting Electro and they had to recall all the discs and then reship them out. Yeah, that happened with a lot of stuff. I remember I was a DJ at my college radio station, and we got the Agnostic Front album that came out. I think it came out on 9-11, and they had like they put out a new version of it with like a sticker on the front that says Agnostic Front is against terrorism or something like that. Was there something in there that, that wasn't good or something? Well, no. I mean, Agnostic Front is just very like um, – I mean, they're, they're pretty, you know, like a lot of punk. They're very kind of like leftist, anti, anti-government, okay. anti-fascism kind of thing, so – yeah, and, uh, that fits the times. Yeah, Offspring mm-hmm. had that. Uh, their like single "Speed Kills" came out on nine eleven. <laughs> they had to change it to the people that they changed the name of the song to the people that we love. But yeah, no, I had no idea that it was going to have that at the end. Um, I can't believe you went into the game kind of blind though. That's impressive. Yeah, well, I, mm-hmm. still, I I knew what I knew was that there was a sense when you're playing the game that you're not sure what's real and what's not. I knew that much about it, but that was all I knew. And so yeah, whenever. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, do we want to follow through or do you want to just talk whatever? Well, there's one yeah. thing I want to bring up, like, I guess, because when you fight Fortune, you're shooting, or when you fight, in air quotes, Fortune, <laughs> one of your stray bullets hits Vanda in the head, and then he falls down and dies and comes back, and you find out in four it's nanomachines or milk blood or something. I can't remember. <laughs> but I guess this did happen because in four, like, Vamp's character has the hole in his head. Okay. Oh, there you go. So then, okay, cause I, I, in one of the videos I was watching, they didn't mention that there was stuff in 4 that retconned some of the stuff in this that shows, like, some of it was real. Okay. Yeah, well, well they had the to think of the reason why, like, an arm would take over a human being. You know, I, I can believe that. And the other thing is that it could be we're playing a VR version of a real thing that happened. <laughs> that's that's the meta of this. That's I, how the, the yes. taker level could be slightly different and so on. <laughs> It happens, how much truth there is in that it, statement and yeah. see this is why this game is cool because like you can sit down and like i mean grand theft auto 3 came out within like a month or the same month as this and it was revolutionary and it was really weird to think that no one that was so under the radar and then it became this huge thing when there was so much hyper Gear solid 2 and then it kind of was so divisive when it came out but now like, just look at the discussions you can have about this game and, it, it, like, the exposition and the storytelling is so clumsy. But, like, I mean, we're going to get into this about how, like, so much of this predicted, like, what's happening now with, like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for that part. Media. I have, it's like, <laughs> yeah. the hard for that. I, think, I have like, warnings, too. The hard yeah. drive had an article and it was Hideo Kojima's next game is about how the world is nice and everything is perfect because everything <laughs> he puts out is, like, like, Dead Stranding was, like, Oh, the world is gone. The most important people are like postal workers, and then like the yeah. now times happen. And it came like, out like oh, six God, months before the pandemic. <laughs> like, like so I was listening to something, and someone was like, "Did did uh, Kojima wish the pandemic?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is a good question because I actually know someone not not that part, but I mean, like about that game coming out before the pandemic because I actually know someone who worked on that game. Yeah, is he like vision boarding the future for us? <laughs> is he a wizard? Like. 
to be fair, we're really predictable. Like it, it's one of the things where we're we were already on the fast track where like Amazon's already taking over most of our lives and yeah, everyone's yes. everyone's ordering stuff and all that, and everything else. My favorite thing, which I was gonna say earlier, man, if y'all didn't like the end of this, Death Stranding's not for you because that game's ending is two hours long. Oh two hour cutscene? The two hour cutscene. It's a movie. Of you just sitting in a character walking around you explaining the plot. Explaining much more better than this, but it is in fact a two-hour cutscene. Wow. Can I pause it at least? Yes. That's why I appreciate this game. Is this is before the era of pausing cutscenes and before like the end happens. It's like, do you want to save now? And I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, so yeah. like I save. And I was like, I'm going to go like, use the bathroom and like, get some water or something. I'm going to like, replenish my snacks as I know. Like... Something so, is going to, well, I knew this time around what was happening, but <laughs> you knew what was and, coming up. Yeah. And sp- speaking of saving, um, Mike, you and, you and me, what's it called? State saved, right? Safe state. Yes. So you, you, you didn't say it very often. Um, I, I remember no. back in the day of this game, Ro- uh, Jack and Rose, Bryden, Jack and Rose are like one of the weirdest ass fucking couples ever. Yeah. And, I saved once, and I'm glad I saved because it actually explains one of the like one of the ending cutscenes later on. Is the first time you ever say with her, she's like, "Jack, what? Why don't you sleep in the same bed with me?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't feel like it." But if you continue to save, it's kind of like the other games. But I believe they're together because they're really into, which is really weird for that day and age too. They're really into old school movies like Godzilla from the 60s uh-huh. and King yeah. Kong. And it's just such a weird like thing to have in common. I mean, as you find out, this game progresses, Raiden is really fucked up in the head because he was a child soldier <laughs> and <laughs> tortured and fought in wars and then they was... Fed, they fed him gunpowder. Yeah, he kidnapped essentially kind of by the government to be trained as an operative and then, but he's not really an op... Like, yeah, he got a messed up... And then you find, like, Rose was sent to meet him to keep him under control or something of that nature. Yeah. I, and then you're also not, sh- you're not sure if the that's Patriots. Real. Wait, the Patriots weren't in the first game, were they? No. Okay. So yeah, no. part of this big game is that you find out there's this government organization called the Patriots, which is 12 men who are controlling, ev- who are controlling everything in the world, which I, I can believe, I, I actually partly believe that there's something like that in real life, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. And <laughs> the whole idea is that that's what everybody's up to. The whole reason that, Ocelot or Liquid Ocelot is trying to get Arsenal and do this whole mission is not to launch nukes, not to get money like Raiden thinks they're doing, because that's what he's told by the colonel in quotations, is all to get the names of the Patriots and then kill them. So well, that's solid is his mission. Like, Ocelot is an agent of the Patriots. Is that so I actually like that reveal by Solidus where it's just... Oh, yeah, like, where he's... Like, we're all being manipulated by these people, so he's wanting to turn, like, like Manhattan into this, like... Again, like, because everyone is like, we have to make Outer Heaven, which is the thing of this game. It's like this area, like, cut off from the world where everyone's, you know, not under control by these people. And I really need to play four again because I can't remember. Like, I know there's so much where they try to explain because there's a thing in, like, the post credit scene where, like, that's a thing where it's the Patriots are like Abraham Lincoln and all these other people (laughs) who've been dead for, like, 100 years. Right. And... I guess we'll get into like the whole talking heads thing at the end. Like, uh, like go back to Rose. Like, I just think it's one of the things about this game is like at the start, I think it's a slow burn on the big shell because like you're in this mission where it's the president's here. We have to save freedom and there's a terrorist action and you have someone who is just like, 
constantly bugging you about their anniversary and it's like you remember the first time we met like okay i'm sure the president is fine we can just sit here for like a half an hour and talk about how like <laughs> we have to remember which building that king kong climbed for like a good 15 minutes yeah i have to admit like i um i press that triangle button anytime she started talking <laughs> <laughs> I, I I could not stand Rose. I tried it first, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I, I did it for this show, so you're welcome. I normally skip it, but I was just like, I got to be thorough. I couldn't. I couldn't do it this time. I I tried listening to some of the stuff, and I'm and I had time. It wasn't like some games where I'm just rushing. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I listened to the other codex, um, but man, Rose, she just goes forever, forever. She's worse than Mei Ling. She just forever and ever. What's worse, uh, it's about your relationship. Yeah, Mei was doing her job. <laughs> yeah, but well, Mei was doing her job, except it should be like, hey, have you ever seen King Kong? And, but, or, uh, and she, I she mean, would you're, talk about this stuff also. But, but she I wouldn't stop that. you. Like, and, like, that was stuff you that was optional. It wasn't like right. she would stop you dead in your tracks and be like, do you remember this day? And it's just like, no, I'm sure. Like, I, I can imagine, like, would it be amazing to kind of remake something like this? And you have the codec conversations, but you can actually walk around while it's happening and listen like to fine, stuff. like it would be are. so much like i would love like because people have always been like they were going to remake metal gear solid and blue point is doing it and it's all rumors and hopeful wishful hoping and that hopeful wishing like that would be super cool and just to have it with like modern storytelling because like it's for everything that this game does right, like just putting down the controller all the time is especially at the start. Like, I think that start is what kind of kills it is that like once you get into once you be fat man, I think the game gets so much better about getting up to that point. Yeah. Where like you're running around it and you only have like so much of the big shell to explore. It's kind of drags until after he's gone. Well, yeah, that's exactly. So I told y'all like I like four years ago, I started it. And I was, I had one more C4 to disarm when I put it down. So I was one C4, I was one step, I was like, you know, 15 minutes before the Fat Man fight when I put the game down for four years because, yeah, I was getting really <laughs> boring at that point. And then after beating Fat Man from that point on, I was in on this game. I was playing it like a lot. I was really enjoying it. And, and then, you know, the 30 minute cutscene at the end, <laughs> which I did not expect. I was just like, man, this is really going for a long time. I skipped it. <laughs> when I got to the end, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just like, I'm just done. I just skipped everything and just turned off the game. Well, and I beat it. It was like one o'clock in the morning and I was tired and I was like, all right, I beat the game, I think. And then 30, like, I think 35 minutes later, it finally goes to the credits and then you can't skip the credits either. Nope. So I just, I, I just left off. the room for the credits because I wanted to see what would happen after the credits. It's merciful because when you think like, like I haven't played an Ubisoft game in years because. I have my reasons that I won't get into, but I remember the last time I played an Ubisoft game where it's just like Ubisoft Quebec, Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft the moon, Ubisoft an alternate dimension, like, and it just goes on for like a half an hour with like all of these places for like a PlayStation two game where it's like, yeah, this is probably made by like a hundred people. And now a hundred people would be like the person animating Jules facial hair in the last of us or something. Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed. But yeah, it's, it's funny because I just played a very recent game. I just beat Demon Souls remake for PS5. And you get to the end credits of that and it's playing beautiful music and it's you know showing you all this cool stuff, but it just has to press X to skip, start your game again. 
Yeah, that's why I just finished Spider-Man on PS5, and like you skip the credits, you get to like the one post-credit scene, you skip it again, you get the other, and then it's that's great. That's cool. I'm I'm playing that currently, but uh, yeah, no, I I thought I agreed with you totally. Like the game really picks up after the Fat Man fight, and the Fat Man fight was interesting. It was so weird, but it was you know mechanically interesting what you have to do, and it it, it was something. So, which difficulty did everyone play on? Normal. Very easy. Very easy. Okay. Because I found the Fat Man fight tricky on normal because sometimes you have yeah. bombs and I could never find them in time because they would be like below something or above something. And I was like, oh man, like the clock is ticking down. I, I actually stumbled on it a bit. Oh, um, yeah, same. I, I failed. I think um, I think it took me like six or seven attempts. And I was like, I don't remember this being this hard. But then I, th- I think like back in the day, I probably played on like easy or very easy as i was kind of just in for the story and i didn't want to like struggle that much yeah no i discovered that uh i could shoot him and knock him down i could knock him down shoot him in the head and then i could plant a claymore right in front of him and uh. he would almost immediately get i mean not every time but a lot of the time he would like stand up and immediately run into the claymore and fall down again so once i figured <laughs> that out i was able to beat it pretty easy but the, it took me several attempts and that's the thing, cool thing about this boss is because like there's so many different ways you can go about them because uh, I remember the hardest part of it doing non-lethal and this is the vamp fight where you're in the set of the pool because um, he's hard to hit with just your trank but then I can't even imagine this time around I thought because like he has the move where he throws a knife at your shadow and you can't move and I never even looked anything up and I was playing it this time and I was like you know what I'm going to shoot out the lights and find out what happens and he can't freeze you oh are you serious yeah, yeah, you just shoot out the lights and he, he can't freeze you. And it's so much easier to get with the train because I always had to like stop my non-lethal run there because I found that way too challenging. And then I was just like, it's not even something I looked up. I'm assuming like there's some people who might be listening to this being like, oh, dummy, you didn't know you shoot out the lights. I'm like, no, I didn't I look it up. I, um, I and then I was just that. like, I'm going to try to do this. And that's the cool thing about like these series is that there's so many different ways you can go about like approaching fights that is that is awesome i love that yeah i i cheese that fight i just stinger missiled him because the stinger missile you know will track him so he's like running jumping around the screen and i'm just stinger missiling him like crazy and, and like the ray fight at the end like i was having a lot of trouble with that because i was playing on normal because i was like it i think it's you it depending on what difficulty is depends on how many it comes out and i was just shooting for the head of the rays and then and I was like, why can you target the legs? Why would you want to do that? And then it makes sense to do that because they like fall down and their mouth is open for a long time and you can do like a lot of damage. Yeah. And it's like cool little things like that that you wouldn't even like think of because your brain is just like damage head. Go here. Yeah. Yeah. Hats off to you for figuring that out yourself. I watched um, I watched a walkthrough part for that. So, so I, I shot him in the leg, but with playing it on my, my computer and it would like it would it would tick down to 10 or 15 fps when i'm firing stingers oh. that 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 metal ray <laughs> fight was i mean it took me over an hour probably <laughs> uh, i was i almost was like you know what this is like the second to last boss fight i might just quit and just watch a video for the rest of it but i didn't and i made it i made it but man it took me i mean probably 30 tries to get through that fight and how, how does everyone feel about like I always liked Ray? I think it's a really cool. It's design. my favorite Metal Gear. Yeah, it's my yeah. favorite Metal Gear too. It's my favorite Metal Gear yeah, I, aesthetically. Yeah. Before I had the game, um, I because I missed out on all the McFarlane toys 
for the first game. Like, I think I found, I think my brother went to university and he found like Psycho Mantis and Sniper Wolf. So that was the only part ones I had from one. So when two came out, I was like, okay, I'm going to get all of these. And interesting, I remember seeing the toys in um, EGM and for Raiden, I think Fortune and Solidus, they were only shown in silhouettes. They would only show Snake, Ocelot, and... That makes sense. They were trying to hide everything with Raiden. That's good they did that. The the Build-A-Figure was Ray, and I don't have that anymore, and I'm really bummed about it. But it was also really flimsy. Like, the the fin would always fall off, and it was really frustrating. But, like, I had that on, like, in my room before I even played the game, and I, like, really fell in love with, like, that design. I think it's really cool. I like Ray, too. I have on my my computer at work. I have um, like a, just a folder of like 500 pictures that my desktop flips through, and uh, at least 50 of them are Metal Gear art, and, and <laughs> several of them are Metal Gear Ray. Just because I love I love Metal Gear Ray, like the design of it is really cool. I like the idea of it, like it's swimming around and stuff. It's very oh, um, there's a thing I noticed this this playthrough that when they sh- when you shoot Metal Gear Ray, it bleeds, and all I could think of are there angels inside there. Yeah, I got that feeling too a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what went through my head. I'm like, huh? Maybe these things aren't robots after all. Oh I gosh, I did, it, they bleed. They bleed. they bleed. Yeah. Is it like I, oil? Is that what it's implied to be, or is it? It's not. I mean, it's not blood. That they're they're not like what I'm. Joking I mean, they also about. scream and like, why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot them in the knee and they like scream and open up their faces. And I was just thinking, man, this is like a bad design. Because <laughs> there's no pilots in these rays, right? No. Okay. No, they're, they're all controlled all... by Arsenal Gear. Yeah, they're all controlled by the AI. By G. Okay, I think we we kind of had gosser but we should jump to it like it comes to a point in the game where you beat a few bosses you get kind of tricked by by pliskin and pliskin's like why he's right like we're on the same side he's like i never said that yeah, and then you, that part blew me away i was like what <laughs> what what why I is it saying i was on yours <laughs> and then it's like olga turns out to be the ninjas olga she they knock you out and then you wake up being tortured by solid snake yeah yeah which is also weird Man, that yeah, like the snake double cross there. I that that was the first like big twist that me that floored me. So I hope y'all don't mind if I backpedal just a little bit. Sure, no, please. Because it's my it, it it's one of the things that I like about the series because it's always referenced in future games, especially in five. But uh, but with the AI stuff, I this game makes you re- feel really bad for Otacon. Yeah, and like I. One of the things, which, which is just a small story segment, I really like the back and forth between Raiden and, and Emma. And be, besides it being one of the worst escort missions I've ever played in my entire life, um, <laughs> yeah. their their dialogue back and forth is really cute, and it really helps. And I, like, there's like the scene where he, which I always consider Kojima being a good storyteller. There's the scene where they're they're she wraps her arms around him, and like they breathe at the same time to hype up to get in the water. Is really cool, yeah. but Otacon always just gets shit on. Yeah, even he, in four, his even life in four, is pain. his life is misery. It's his dad's fault too. But his backstory of him being like, so why is Emma scared of water? Well, you see, my dad decided to pick her up into his big dumb wheelchair and then drive himself into the pool, and he almost killed her, and he successfully killed himself. And then later on, you find out that the reason why 
Hal wasn't around was because he was too busy having sex with his stepmom. <laughs> I was waiting. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking Christ. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, what do you mean, what? Wait, 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 wait. It's in the game. He was having sex with his... It, I yes. did not... Did I somehow... It's a Coda conversation. It's a Coda conversation. Oh, it's not even I, a Coda conversation. I think it was one of the cutscenes. I didn't know... Like, I knew about I, the drowning thing. I didn't remember he was having sex with his stepmom. Yes, he was... Yeah, he busy. says, Emma, the he reason said, I, I was wasn't seduced. there... He didn't oh. like I was seduced by... Yeah, he was seduced. He was like 13 or 16. Oh, my God. I think yeah. I must have s- accidentally skipped that or something. I did not... Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, Fuck. But my... My other favorite part, because we we just played uh, Metal Gear Twin Snakes recently for the podcast, yeah. is like Emma's dying in in Hal's arms, and you have like the the silliest fucking thing you could possibly do, which is Emma's dying, and she goes, "Hal, can you please call me Emma one last time?" And he goes, "Why would I do that?" And she just dies, <laughs> and Snake and Raiden are having the most awkward conversation. And she's like, is the AI working? And Otacon looks up and it's just a big, no, it's not working. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's working. And then she's like, will you call me Emma? He's like, that's weird. Why would I do that? And she dies. And he's like, no. And then he's like, oh, Wolf, will I ever find love? And if you, like I said, we played played Twin Snakes recently. And... Wolf didn't give a shit about him in that no, game. No, she didn't know he exists. I love it. She doesn't it. even he, acknowledge him. He is in he love with her. her, obsessed with her, and she does. I mean, she doesn't know he exists. It's awesome. And it's it's so weird that he's like, "Oh, Wolf, will I ever find love?" And her ghost is like, "Who are you again?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you then they oh. this. <laughs> And then they walk off, and 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 Hal has like the worst breakdown of like existence because it is true because he just feels so bad that he didn't realize that his which I thought they were half siblings, but they're not. They're step siblings, even though they look alike. That's just weird. I yeah, really, yeah. I think that's actually. I mean, some of it is a bit. It is really ham-fisted, but it's delivered by the performances but like when he's there and he's just like walking by and then because the whole thing about emma is that she's kind of messed up herself and she doesn't really have anyone except for a parrot that she talks to (laughs) and you're just like walking and it's like like the parrot's there and it's like how i miss you and like her voice and i was like man that's like that got me yeah. Like, I know it's ridiculous, but I was like, man, this is, like, rough. And then, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really thinking about, like, I don't remember a lot about Mount Gear Solid 4 as I finished it in 2008. And unlike all of these, I've only finished it once. But, like, everyone, I think, mostly in Mount Gear Solid 4 gets a happy ending. And Hadoukan gets screwed over again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it in case anyone hasn't played it. But, <laughs> you can um, spoil it for no, me I, I, fans. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. it. I played it, but I have absolutely no memory of that game at all. So, so when I go back to it, it'll be completely blind almost. Okay, so I will mention it, but like, yeah, also like, I kind of love like the awesome triumphant movement, how it's just like the slow camera walk and it's like Raiden and Snake and Otacon and even like, I really love like the, the relationship between Snake and Otacon, like when the thing happens and they have like their awesome like best friends handshake moments where yeah. they just like, kind of like do their handshake and then they kind of like hug it out because yeah. it's like I'm a hard guy but like you're my brother. <laughs> it's got a soft spot for Otacon. That's why I really like at the beginning of the game that they're like they're two bros saving the world together you know like I, I like that relationship. 
It is humorous. Should we also yeah. say how much of a like fuck you after the torture scene? You end up getting freed by Olga, but now you're naked with no gear. <laughs> and you have to run around naked, but at the, but because of the game or whatever, you know, like he can't ride and he can't use his hands because he got to hold on to his dick. Which, if I was in a situation <laughs> yeah, where people were trying to kill me, I think I'll just be like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. No, you, you use that to distract them. So here's the funny thing. Um, for some reason, my PlayStation 2 emulator if my son had left his 360 controller plugged into my computer, then my wireless controller would, it would just erase the settings. And so I I had saved and then I came back and I'm playing, I I get out of the torture scene, I get out of the chair and I can only move down and to the right. And none of the face buttons work on the controller. And for a solid five, 10 minutes, I thought this was something going on. I thought maybe Raiden was drugged or something. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like trying to figure out how can I move around this room while only being able to press down and to the right. I can spin him by pressing to the right and then pressing down makes him go this way. It was, and I'm like, why can't I open this locker? I'm pressing the button. I guess I have to do something first. Was, yeah. That's funny. And then I figured out my controller was messed up. <laughs> it's yeah. such a weird scene. Oh, also, it, he they never animated his junk, by the way, because my ex-girlfriend at the time, or my girlfriend at the time, we, when we played this game, she actually went and tried, and I guess there is a way to get him to move his hands, and there's nothing there. They never animated it, or ne- they never created it. He you can punch, but he's very creative. It's just like one hand, up hands. My, my favorite joke, Raiden, wait, if this is supposed to be a replica of Shadow Moses, why was I naked? Snake wasn't naked. Revolver Ocelot, oh, that was just for my own personal amusement. <laughs> was that uh, a thing that happens? I've never had that happen in the 20 years I've been playing this game. No, no, that, that's just a joke that, oh. I like, yeah. The internet? Oh. That's yeah, the internet, I mean, it could yeah. be in there. It should have been. It should have been. I, so, I love Revolver Ocelot continues to be my favorite character in this series. When you, Agreed. When you, when you wake up from that torture scene and you're in the Arsenal gear, do you think this is real or do you think this is VR? This is real. I, yeah. I still think the whole thing is real. I think the only part this VR is, I think, Tanker? Raiden's experience of the tanker is VR. I think the VR thinks the tanker still happened. I don't okay. think our version of it is the VR version. Of yeah, it. well, that's a, because they say, like, Snake says, like, you may have gone through kind of like what the military or intelligence thinks happened, but it's not actually what happened because Fortune thinks that Snake killed her dad. Right. But it was really Ocelot who just, like, shot him. <laughs> I just also love, geez, going back to the tanker. Everyone has that guy dead to rights, but, like, a 60 year old man with, like, a revolver just kills everyone. And because, like, they had, like, Snake finds out that they were specifically set up because there's, like, a drone with a camera, which is which quaint back in 2001. It was, like, a work of fiction. Um, <laughs> yeah. And now, like, you can just buy them at, like, Best I Buy. I have one. Actually, next <laughs> to me, I have a drone. No camera on it, but I have a drone. So. Um, yeah, so that's the thing about, like, the tanker. What was it like? They had a tanker, and then they sank it, and then they put another one out there and sank that one to hide up the other one yes. or something they had a tanker ready to go and then they brought it right over there and sunk it like it's i guess they talk about like in metal gear solid 3 like the big thing is like this endless pool of money and call the philosopher's legacy and i'm like man i hope you did some good investments it's like this is a lot of money just like <laughs> isn't it only like a million dollars <laughs> no it's more than that it's like billions, yeah it's got like trillions i, I can't remember yeah, it's something ridiculously crazy in like so, 1960s money. 
And also during the the Arsenal gear, there's the biggest like fuck you moment too that I know Joe saw last night, where the game starts saying it's like because all of a sudden the colonel starts talking and he's like, "You've been playing this game a long time. Can you just turn it off and go outside?" That was the part of the game where I went, "Holy shit, what is going on here?" When he started (laughs) freaking out, I was like, "What on earth is even happening?" So um, I had no idea that was coming. Two things with that. So I was playing up until five in the morning. I sat down at like seven last night and like played this game till I beat it. And I am still a little sick, a little congested. And so him being like, hey, don't you think it's time to turn the game off? I'm like, shut up, Colonel. OK, I have like an hour left. Leave me alone. I was wrong. You an hour of gameplay left. <laughs> yeah, but I also have a weird thing, too, about that scene. I believe you're actually talking to Rose up until where she's like, I'm pregnant. Me too. Yes. That's what I thought too. I, I think that, that, that when you wake up from the torture at that point, like you can't trust anything that's happening. Yeah. Like I think that the AI is like impersonating anyone you try to talk to until okay. you get through that part. Because yeah, Rose right. says some weird stuff there. She like accuses you of like cheating or uh or no, uh, the colonel like says that he saw Rose like cheating on you and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's it's bizarre. He just starts speaking absolute gibberish at one point. It's funny. I think I the colonel is fake the entire time. Yes, well, that's what Anakin kind of says yes. because it's like yes. whoever's broadcasting has been broadcasting inside of Arsenal gear. Because he like Ryan essentially received his instructions by mail or or phone call or, or you never He's actually never met, met him. The colonel. Yeah. And then that's why, because like you only have like a 98 percent transmission of like the virus. But now like everything is becoming like corrupted because I think it's in like the core of all Arsenal gear, it's like the Patriots programming. Should we get into the Patriots? Well, I would say I have a theory <laughs> real fast about that stuff. Just I think that the entire game up until the ending is not actual Rose. I think every time you save the game and you're talking to Rose in the codec, I think that that's the same AI that's impersonating the Colonel. I believe that too. Uh, I no. think that the real, the only time the real Rose is in the game is when you see her at the very end. I, I think the whole game, I think the, you talked, you're talking to Rose the whole game up until she says she's pregnant. I think yeah. after she says she's pregnant, I think it's it's an AI after that, which I think is technically as soon as you leave your shackles and be naked. So do you um, by the way, do, does it always if you talk through the kernel, do, does it always show the little like softcore porn in the. Yeah, uh, yeah that was I was like, what the fuck is happening with this? Game? <laughs> and, Seems so silly. And it was showing like clips from the original Metal Gear. And uh, it's just it's it's vision mailed vision mailed. Yeah, oh, I have a when this really game good. first came out, I remember my buddy was playing through it before and he didn't you know when he first got to all this and this was before, you know, reading stuff on the internet, like he didn't know what was, what was coming. And he was playing this at some point in the morning the, and the colonel's like, shut off the game. So he turned off the game. Because <laughs> he was tired. And he's like, What the fuck? And it freaked him out. And he the game wondered, was screwing up or something. He turned it off. To. I wondered at first, I was like, Oh, maybe I wonder if I'm supposed to actually like turn off the game and turn it back on and if that's gonna have some effect. You know, like the way, like putting down your controller when you play Psycho Mantis and all that. And I thought about it for a second, and I was like, "No, no, probably not. Maybe I don't know if it's." it's I was like, "There's no moment. way it would know. There's no way a PlayStation Two would know that you turned it off." Is there? No, uh, PS4 rest <laughs> mode. Yeah, not. Yeah, but I mean, possibly because in Metal Gear Solid Three, if you fight the end, like if you get to the end and then adjust the internal clock like a week or something and just boot up the game. 
he dead. dies of old age. Oh yeah, yeah. That's but that's, so I guess like the internal clock would be able to like okay, you turned it off here the and then you turned it back on here. Doesn't really have an internal clock, like not like PS3 did. Or maybe not to hold it like that. Like, I don't think the technology was there to hold information as much. Yeah, unless the game did a check, they'd be like, okay, you turned it off five minutes ago, and you only came back ten minutes ago. It'd be like, you still have to wait longer. Yeah, I don't know if the technology would have been there with PS2. No, that's new here, but it's a cool, like, it's such a weird thing. And then when you do fight, like, depending on what difficulty you're on, you fight a ton of rays that are just jumping up onto the platform and trying to kill you. Like, that is cool with the singer. And the snake and Raiden fight together, like even in the opening oh, cinematic, uh, it's interesting because like, like, I think they frame it from Snake's perspective, like even because I think from when you see Raiden jump down in the opening in like the attract sequence, like you only see like his feet like, or something like you never see his whole body. God damn the music in this game is just so good. I was watching The Rock. I came on AMC over TV on TV over Christmas. And I was like, oh, man, I can really tell the guy who did the music for this went on to do Metal Gear Solid because it is literally <laughs> the same thing. It's I, I, I love some of the fights in this, like their fray fight. I mean, it's, and that's all like and seeing Snake when he's fighting and he's just such a badass with you and you have your and I'm running around with my sword trying to hit people like. Because I was playing this at work at the end of my shift. I was waiting for my wife to get off. So I'm, I just hooked up my computer. I'm just sitting here just playing this. And I remember just, and I was playing on very easy. So I'm just watching him just kill everybody <laughs> instantaneous. Like, I didn't even yeah, have to do anything. I had people walking by me going like, what are you, like, oh, you got, you got this game. I'm like, I was like, doesn't anybody recognize Metal Gear Solid 2? I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah, well, I, I haven't been young in women, circulation so. for like a decade. Like, yes, yeah, so but these are all, like, the people that walk by were like two 16-year-olds. Well, again, like if you're that age, like you probably own like a PS4 or Wii was probably your first console. And like, <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid, like when you get a PS3, for example, like you can play like the whole Metal Gear saga, but like not on like, is this is it backwards compatible on like Xbox Series X? Because I, I know so. every disc on PS3, like the only way to play PS3 games on PS4 is via PS Now, and I know nothing about what's on that service. So, like, and there's nothing on PS5. Yeah, I'm assuming this isn't, or maybe this, this is, but definitely not. Two and three like, were on these games PC. are like when I was looking up stuff earlier before this. I I don't know if this is on Xbox. This is back compatible. That's a good question. As old from PS uh, from PC because they had to relicense like the stock footage. And I don't know if they figure that out. Yeah, like the footage they have in like Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 is like some from some archive and then the rights expire and they didn't realize it. And I don't know if they actually went up for sale again. I know like through Xbox and I think if however you can get through the computer, as long as you bought it, you can re-download it. But there's no way to rebuy it in general because... Xbox has a whole thing where as long as you've bought the game, you can always just go back and re-download it. You know how stuff like yeah. that is. But yeah. like if if up and that's what everyone was saying, like, oh, they're getting rid of Metal Gear on Xbox. Go buy it now. I think it was even like five bucks before they took it off. Yeah. And I should have bought it. That's normal, though. Like a lot of times companies will do that. They'll make it as cheap as they can before the rights go away. So you can still get it if you're interested. I know a lot of the reasons why they have issues with Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 in general is because the theme, the Patriot theme, the theme that plays in the opening and the ending and everything, some Russian musician actually, like, copyrighted it, and he had proof that he made the soundtrack, like, a year before Metal Gear Solid 2 came out. That's why Metal Gear Solid 4 doesn't have, I think, it's the theme of the Patriots, because oh. 
it was like like some dude was like, yeah, no, I made that. Here it is a year before Metal Gear Solid 2. Here's me playing it in like an alley or something. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, we can't use this anymore. Kojima. Huh. So apparently it was it is backwards compatible on Xbox Series X. I don't know if it's just digitally or if you have a disc and it was on PS now. I don't know if it's still there. But yeah, it's because of licenses for historical archive footage. That's really weird That's things so uh, to have it blocked for. Okay, It happens, though. Yeah, it's like music. It's like anything. Yeah, I get it. That's why I don't put any music in any of my podcast episodes. Like a lot of people put music in their shows. I will not because I'm like, if I ever get to a point where I get big enough and I'm, you know, like that could be that would shut me down real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. don't do it. Just my voice. But you cannot copyright a voice, by the way. I looked it up before. Not unless you're famous. You Being can't a on the blockchain. <laughs> so we we have we have the uh the the snake the fighting with snake and we have up until we, we know we we fight the the rays which do you fight more if you're playing on a harder difficulty yes, you do. yes. the harder okay it adds more and more to them in the harder difficulty you're playing on because I was sitting here playing this and I was like man I can't fight twenty five of these things I'm on like the third one I'm already sick of this. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that fight, I was like, when is this going to end? I was playing <laughs> on normal, and I think, I don't know how many you fight on normal, maybe nine? Yeah, nine, yeah. ten, fifteen. Something like that, yeah. But it was it was a lot, you, especially if the frame rate issues I was having. <laughs> yeah, that too. But you expect me to believe, after this whole fight, you expect me to believe Ocelot somehow stuck Fortune with his bullet-repelling magnet for God knows how long. And then he ends up taking it, which is complete, complete bullshit. <laughs> but he just steals it from her. He just steals it from her. And she didn't even know she had it on her. But this is the part where I'm like, OK, I know they're not in, in VR anymore, even though Raiden's on like a big ass, like invisible. Final Destination. Pa- yeah. Smash Final Destination, Smash Brothers, invisible panel yeah. fighting, fighting what looks like Ava Rays from the background. It, this is the one scene that always sticks with me throughout Metal Gear where Ocelot jumps in the ray and he's like, I'm going to give it everything I've got. And he punches every button The you know, the, what is it? The Megas XLR, the but bigger, even bigger, the biggest b- button he's got. Uh-huh. And uh, Fortune sticks her arms out and it's just her. And it's like the weirdest collection of people too, in general, because it's her and Snake. Solidus wearing <laughs> Dr. Octagonopus, Dr. Yeah. Octagonopus <laughs> arms. And riding and snake, and they're just watching the bullets fly through them, and they don't understand how it's happening, and no one understands how it's happening because she lost her magical powers. And it's just the coolest scene, because especially because you have Fortune's theme playing too, which is the sexiest of saxophones. And but she was lucky after all. Mm-hmm. Also, not, she was. She you, got you shot in the it, boob. Yeah, you let it pass in a series that has like psychics and like mystic shamans with miniguns on their back. Like you just let something slide in this universe. Yeah. It's a really cool scene though. Like it is. It was a yeah. scene. And then, you know, Ocelot runs away and then Arsenal gear crashes and you have this, you have, which I always thought if anyone ever told me, I always tell people what's, if people ask me, what's your favorite boss fight ever, Joe? I always mention fist fighting the Pope in Assassin's Creed too. Yes. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always forget you could you have a sword fight with a president on top of a building in Metal Gear Solid 2. And I completely always just one thing I always forget that happens. Uh, and I really I enjoyed that boss fight because it actually felt like I was having to exert some skill. There wasn't some trick I was using or anything like that. It was just straight up 
can I dodge? It felt the most like a Dark Souls fight of, any, <laughs> of anything in this game. And I was like, oh, this is my bread and butter right here. My and only I, problem with that is that I hate games that, like, I love games that the final boss encounters are a payoff of what you've learned up to that point. And this is like, okay, you just learned how to sword fight, like, <laughs> in game time, five minutes ago, in cutscene time, like, five hours. Yeah. And then, like, the last fight is like this. It's the same thing in, like, Uncharted 4, where it's just like, you've killed, like, 2,000 people. Now, here's a sword fight. And I don't know, like, the game Lost Planet is a weird throwback where it's just like, Okay, none of your robots can fly, but now the final boss is like you're flying, and here's the flight controls, and it's awful. But it is a cool fight, like, and he has like the rocket suit and should like throws his arms at you, and it leaves like the trail of fire behind him. Yeah, that's really cool. You can also <laughs> clearly see the 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 very beginnings of revengeance starting here too. Oh yeah, it's such yeah. an absurd like fight, and I was play I was playing this part, and I was like, oh man. I could really go for some revengeance right now. <laughs> Does it have the same mechanic of using the uh, right stick to swing? Yes. Yeah, that took a little bit to get used to, but I thought it was pretty. It was pretty neat, pretty innovative. It felt like. Mm-hmm. Is it is is it for full combat or is it just when you slow down and do like the slices? I can't remember. I thought it had like the traditional platinum, like heavy, medium, or heavy light attacks. It's both. You can you can use you can use a sword and then you can take a stance and then use the analog stick to cut. So you can slow down time to use analog click and cut, and then you have a medium and heavy attack. Okay, I think I played the demo and not very far into it because, like, I oh, you're talking about revengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I don't remember that in this game. <laughs> oh no, it was, it was revengeance. My bad. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I was like, I, I had a medium and heavy attack. What? <laughs> so now, now we get to the part that we've all been waiting for. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> so my prediction of the ending is I don't got one. I thought I understood it at one time. Like, I always thought everything was VR until you fought Solidus, then you fight Solidus, and then you're just having a conversation with Snake about the nature of the world. You know, what's weird is I have the same memory, too. That's really weird. Like, the fight takes place after you have that conversation. So in real time, like, Raiden's sitting there, and Solidus is just, like, pacing back and forth, like, doing nothing, I guess, while Raiden just like, man, I'm on this call, and this guy will not stop talking. <laughs> He's like, I'll fight you in a second. Just, like, I'm trying to understand what these people are saying. Yeah. It, it's really weird. I mean, so, we are going to get a little political, because I have to make some comments, so you have been warned. <laughs> if you don't want to hear my political comments right now, then skip ahead, because I'm... Politics in a Metal Gear game. Uh, I had a guy, actually, on Facebook tell me, because I I made a political joke in Metroid Samus Returned. I don't remember what it was. I'm assuming it was a vaccine joke or something, but you don't do vaccines. I don't remember, though, but I made some kind of joke, and you made a comment about that, so this time, but I'm actually going to get more into, like... So the thing about this is that this game is a lot about, or this ending is a lot about misinformation, about how we're going to get into a world where people are going to control things through misinformation, how they're going to put fake things out there and people are going to believe it. And they're going to spread it without realizing they're spreading false information. And they're going to see it as fact. Like that's what this whole thing is about this ending. And when you look at like 2016 and how Trump won the election, that's exactly what happened. There's actually a documentary about the company that was hired to work for the Trump campaign, to spread misinformation, but to put it out as memes on Facebook. So other people would share it. So they didn't break the law. Technically. They did, and they got arrested, and they're in prison. But oh my god! 
Oh, there's there are, there's a dollar. I can't remember what it's called. There's a whole documentary about this about this group of people that did this. They got arrested in UK though, but because they did it again in UK to an, to an effective uh, election there, and they also did it in Trinidad and Tribald or Tri- some country in Africa. I can't remember the name. Was T and T, and they did it there, and it worked. And that's how they realized that this misinformation campaign will actually work against people. And that's what this whole ending is about. And all I could think of was like, yeah. man, he was right. <laughs> and Emma, 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 someone explains that to you too, where it's just like the whole thing is the the AI is like, and it's it's so crazy to go back and listen to this where they're just talking about like there's gonna be so much digital information that it can't be filtered out, and that's like like the GW AI, which is the core of Arsenal Gear, which is this new Metal Gear, but it's really just like a server bank. It's not really like the traditional Metal Gear where it's just like yeah. a thing with rockets and lasers. It's just like a literal, a giant thing of servers where it says like, you know, there's this many letters in the alphabet. Like, how do you know there's this many letters in the alphabet? What if there was 28, but then someone <laughs> edited out the last two when it's kind of like a little bit pretentious, but you're just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, for a video game in 2001, it's pretty pretty deep yeah oh yeah i mean when the same month yeah. it's just like jack and daxter and it's just like oh, <laughs> go do this and i'll give you a power cell and then it's just like this where it's just like yeah twitter is coming and it's going to ruin your life <laughs> but it's so true like everything not not twitter ruined my life but that like everything <laughs> of like this misinformation and how people i remember back in i think it was probably 2018 or so where we were, we had somebody moving to our apartment building we were living at the time, and this guy's like, "Oh, I only get my news from YouTube. I don't oh, trust Fox or any of those people. I only trust YouTube." And I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck?" But it's a real thing. Like, it's people who trust the like all this misinformation. Oh I yeah, no, exactly. My, I only trust the news if it has a sponsorship by Squarespace and HelloFresh. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, why would you like? I, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, the news is always you know usually negative stuff, and they do at times expand things as again audience and tv like but still like i'm not going to trust some guy on youtube screaming at the top of how long he's going metal gear is real there's a real rex there might be but still i'm not gonna believe you know like that whole thing yeah. i saw the president fighting a guy on top of a building in new york <laughs> in a super suit that made him jack somehow no, uh, no one will believe you <laughs> but it's just something's always stuck with me and it's something that really hit me this playthrough. I didn't really watch. Like, I watched videos about Metal Gear Solid 2 after I beat this game because I couldn't bear to watch the f- some of the cutscenes near the end because I just was done. And that's when it kind of brought that all up. And then the guy was showing, like, Reddit things. This is from, like, earlier earlier in 2000s. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I really just kept thinking about the 2016 election. Yeah, it's kind of seated. Like, even thinking about the, the that election compared to what happened here because I can't remember the year. I'm trying to remember, like, the actual years. I think, like, Metal Gear Solid came out in 1998 but it's set in like 2001 something like that, think, yeah. or something so. like that so this yeah. takes place in like 2007 2008 where you have a conversation yeah yeah 2009 right and you have a conversation with the president who said like i was a nobody but then these guys decided i'm going to be president so they made me president like democracy is just a big show put on by these people who are controlling everything from the background and then, it, like, at the end, essentially what happens is, I, I mean, it's so hard to explain. Like, you're just talking to two people who 
are an AI that are dying and they're talking about how they are made from the primordial soup of the Big Bang or some such nonsense. Yeah. I can't believe Revolver Ocelot shot George Bush in the chest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also the movie I was talking about back when it's called The Great Hack on Netflix. Okay. And it is it is a real thing, and it talks about the Cambridge Analytical, the company he hired that helped him win the election. Like, watch it. I don't care what your affiliation is. Like, it's very, very interesting. I'm more interested in me because I'm not a Trump. <laughs> but <laughs> I think this is a very good documentary. It brought up a lot of good points, and it really and it does have lots of facts showing like what this company did and the fact that they all got arrested. I think is safe to say they broke the law. So, I mean, something like, oh, they they were arrested because they were heroes. Yeah, okay. There, there's also a really weird like talk, which I think is interesting about how like leaving a legacy and that part I thought was a little bit interesting because it's kind of true. A lot of people always think like, oh, you know, in order to leave a legacy, you have to have a kid. And it's not just that. Like you could always leave a legacy doing something amazing or <clears throat> trying to help people or even just getting your name out there. But like recording don't... a podcast? Yeah, but uh, don't think it's just leaving a legacy is just, oh, I popped out a kid. You're my legacy, dummy. Just go out there. Because then you have what the the whole point of this entire series is. One man should not have three kids. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's these were created without his consent either. And that's the thing that I think Solidus brings up where it's like we are genetically engineered with the ability to we can't have children. Like, we're just, (laughs) we're sterile, and that's probably for the best. And so it's all about, like, leaving something behind. And, yeah, the whole monologue by, like, kind of Snake at the end, where he's, like, talking to the audiences. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's kind of weird, because it's, I guess that's what they're they're trying to say, because this game says a lot, and it's hard to sum it up by, like, his thing, where it's, you're teaching the future generation, like things through books and songs and this is the things you'll pass along yeah yeah it's just weird it just really hit me more than this time than ever before and then and then snake teleports away and then rose shows up and you're not entirely <laughs> sure if this entire scene is happening and then there's a baby and then they they tease what the original plot for revengeance was supposed to be which was originally in revengeance you were supposed to go save sunny yeah, you're supposed to go save Sonny, and that was when Raiden was supposed to get his first robot upgrades, but they changed that for some reason, which is fine. I love the plot of Revengeance now, anyways. It's hilarious. But Yes, it is. Yeah, there, there's the whole explanation of, well, we're having a baby, and he's like, yeah, but we should teach the baby things just so it's just not our baby. And then you take off your dog tags, which, you know, put in whatever dumb name you put. <laughs> <laughs> my my name was on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I put my fake name. Yeah, I put Carusetta. <laughs> I put Lone. <laughs> my screen name has always been Lone Dragon for some reason. I found Fancy Eleven's screen name. I remember back in the day when this game came out, people really weren't sure if that scene happened, and it was really funny. <laughs> oh, and then the very last thing, if you stay for the credits, they're like, I got the name of the 12 Patriot. Oh, what are they? Well, that's the thing. They're they're all dead 100 years ago. Oh, my God. And somehow one of them is your biggest contributor to was a thing. And that's not paid off for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so is it is it paid off in Metal Gear Solid 4? Then? Yeah. Kind oh. of. No, it is. 
they they explain who the Patriots, who the the current Patriots are in four, and it's actually a really good twist. Yeah, well, I guess they do talk about it in three, so that's that just being and Peace Walker. They go more into it. Oh, do they? I've never played Peace Walker. I haven't. I played parts of it, but I have watched a lot of story about Metal Gear because I love Metal Gear story, and I think they are mentioned in Peace Walker. I think they're mentioned in three in the very end. Zero has something to do with it, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, because three is all about like Vulcan has like the philosopher's legacy because it was something. Just way too much money. Was it World War One or two? Where all these World countries? War Two? Okay, it was two. Okay, where China, like, Britain, and America. Yeah, and then Eva is a secret agent for the Chinese who was yes. trying to get it for them, and yes. Ocelot is who you were supposed to meet up with the entire time. Ocelot was Adam. Yeah. Spoilers. Adamska. I don't. I mean, this is also a game that came out so long ago. I'm like, man, I, I don't feel bad spoiling something from 2001 I, anymore. It's so, <laughs> it's over it's 20 so convoluted. Years like, if you spoil it right now, no one will be able to remember. Him it won't make any sense if you haven't we'll played the game anyway. <laughs> exactly. That that ending, I'm still like, I'm just like, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it because uh, it felt so ambiguous. I was just like, I'm not certain what happened in this game, and I, appreci- <laughs> I appreciate that on an artistic level. Oh, and I do have, I think we should go on. Any last things you want to say before we go on to comments, memories, or questions? I have a memory. I actually found one before the show because we were talking about goofy Metal Gear Solid names. And when I was home last year, I found a notebook I had from high school, and I wrote down a bunch of names from the online Metal Gear Solid name generator from 1998. (laughs) Apparently, my name is Invisible Bass. Invisible Bass. Which would have been my Foxhound name. We also have Crossbow (laughs) Caribou and Bayonet Otter, among many others. Awesome. I was just looking through my notes real fast. I, I one thing I noted was um, the credits, the voice actors. Yes. So I just uh, Emma is uh, Jennifer Hale, um, oh. you know, who is a uh, Fem Shep in the Mass Effect series. She's a voice of if you play a female Shepherd, which I think is the canonical Shepherd is the female Shepherd. And Naomi. And, yeah, she's Naomi in Metal Gear Solid One and Four. And then uh, Vamp was uh, Phil Lamar. Yes, Samurai Jack. So I thought that was kind of neat. I just I noted those two names as like two voice actor names I recognized. No, they're good actors too. Yeah, Phil Lamar. I remember him being in this. That yeah, Vanessa Marshall is also. Um, she was Olga, and she's gone on to do like, oh God, Star Wars Rebels. I can't remember her name. Not Sabine, the other one. The the Twilight. Hera. Reverse fact: Have any of y'all seen Guyver? I oh. I saw it on TV once, and I know it's Guyver 2 that has David Hayter. Guyver 1 has Mark Hamill? No, Guyver 1 has David Hayter, and he fights Mark Hamill that turns into a giant cockroach. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, go watch those movies. They're awesome. I didn't think he was in the first one. I knew he was in the second one. It's one of those. I, it's the one, the one with David Hayter is the one where Mark Hamill turns into a giant roach. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, interesting. <laughs> okay. I'm 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 out. <laughs> okay, so I do have a bunch of questions to read, so I'm going to start with that. Uh, first, from the I watched the entire Overblood re- Super Replay group. I can't read everything. I got a lot of comments yeah, from all the different groups, but I'm going to read a few from each group because I should. Uh, first one from Randolph Sparks. One of the most vivid gaming memories I have in my whole life is of playing this game all night. I got to Arsenal Gear at about 3 a.m. Sound familiar? 
So I was starting to get a little Ugh. tired, and all the ensuring madness just completely shattered my mind. It was like a psychedelic trip without any drugs whatsoever. The sun came up as the credits rolled, and despite my exhaustion, my brain was on fire trying to process what I just experienced. My utter adoration of this game has only increased with time, especially because of how eerily present it was. Alternative facts, the collapse of consciousness on truth itself, social media bubbles shaping our perception of reality. This game was directly tackling all these things in 2001. This game is the equivalent of the mani- of the maniac raving street preacher who turned out to be a true prophet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. <sighs> He's right though. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, that was that was spot on. And from Paul Rotliff, I'm sad we'll never see another hidden twist like the Raiden switch again. Game marketing media would never ever let it happen again. Yeah. It would be it would be leaked, and games are like games of this size are way too. I mean, there's a good games coming out, so. But a lot of them are heavily focus tested and watered down to like all the people are going to like this. Like you're never going to get. Plus, like, I think things are more expensive than games are more expensive than they were at this time. Oh, yeah. mean, you definitely will still have indie games pull crazy stuff, I think. But yeah, you never have like a triple A game be able to do something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, from Tom Drake, this game was years ahead of its time. Hell, I'd, I'd argue it's still predicting current events. Metal Gear Solid 2 is far and away the best <laughs> game in the franchise. From themes to gameplay to story beats to man, it's just great. We'll never get a game like this again. And from AJ Gonzalez, I need scissors, 61. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dumb comment when it comes up in here. When 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 the colonel says that, all right. And from the second group, Metal Gear Solid Outer Heaven. I got way more than I expected, but I'm going to read the from read a couple. Spencer Moore, I love Metal Gear Solid 2. My love for Metal Gear Solid 1 is and was so great that when this came out, I was kind of displeased that I had to play as Raiden. And soon after, I ended up adoring Solid Snake, a support character for the plot. Now, looking back, it's amazing how Kojima predicted the future with this title. I'll be playing it again soon as well. <laughs> From Anthony Martin, ah, the dog tag hunt was great. I spent three weeks on extreme hunting dog tags and missed one. I was devastated. Uh, I know how that is. <laughs> Me and my buddy went through all, trying to get all the dog tags, and we had a few that we just could not get. Yeah, From, that's that's uh, that's rough. They're hard. They're, <laughs> yeah, I remember like they only missed like one or two because yeah, there's some there's a, there's a few really difficult ones on some higher difficulties that you wouldn't even think to, get, to look for. From Jacob P. P. First time I played, I got to ride, and it took me ten minutes to realize it wasn't Snake. I didn't play again for like five years later. <laughs> From George Bobadilia, this is true. Play it once and never play it again. Not bad, real good, but it was a meme of the first one. It is. It, it is. I yeah. mean, the meant of it. Meant to, yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be, yeah. I mean, it uh, and last one from this group I'm going to read. Or two I'm going to read. From Dan Page, I think we're playing it now. You will see how relevant it is. Oh, yeah. More than I expected after 2016. Uh, from Timothy Hinton, so excited to play another game as Snake. In quotations. Such a, so many people are so upset. And from Metal Gear Solid fan group. Let's see what we got. We got a lot, so I can't read them all. Uh, from Louie Emery, EE is so annoying. Oh, she's not bad. Uh, it didn't bother uh, me. To she, she's no, not I, rose. I, I, I liked her. From George Maladano, just the attention to detail. I remember being wowed by the wet shoe prints or coughing when being out in the crane, shooting seagulls and looking for sexy girl posters. You name it, which yeah. we had not mentioned. But yeah, I, I forgot you can shoot seagulls too and Rose will yell at you if you're doing it too much. Yeah, yeah. it's bonkers. Like the enemy AI too, where it's just like if you trank people and... Like they don't check in, then people will like, why haven't you checked in? And then guards will come in. Like it's kind of insane how like well tuned, like everything is, and how yeah, advanced yeah, it was. We didn't really talk about that, but it really is. Like I love like you know you can shoot someone in the head of a trank and they fall down immediately. Hit them in the chest and it'll be a few seconds. Hit them in the arm and it's longer and all that kind of stuff. If you hit them in the heart, it's instant also. 
Oh, is it? Oh, is oh it? really? Yeah, I was. I was, I was always going for headshots anytime. Me I too. Was, but the hardest instantaneous. But the head, it was an accident. Did any of y'all slip on bird poop? Yes, I have in the past. Who I got peed on. <laughs> that guy pees for a long oh, yeah. time. Yeah, that guy pees. <laughs> oh, I completely forgot too. There's an Easter egg when you're listening to uh, Solidus and Ocelot hash it out. If you go either completely left or completely right, you can totally hear Johnny taking a huge like poop. Oh. I never realized Johnny's in this game until Johnny's in this game. Yeah. From Metal Gear Solid one. And he's also in four. Oh yeah. He's in four. <laughs> he's Meryl's boyfriend. Husband. Yeah. Oh, they're married. Okay. I couldn't remember. They get married at the end. Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and from Alejandro Misa, this game is unbelievable. I still think about it every day. It shattered the bar when it comes to deep stories in gaming. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Like it's silly, but it's still, it's, it's doing something, you know? I agree with this one from David Donghan. Good game, but I always love Metal Gear Solid three way more mm-hmm. uh, from Michael O'Grady. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> All right. From Rob Hines. Such a good game was disappointed. We only got snake for the tank chapter, but still thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a thing that was. Oh, here's a good one from Luke Whitfield. That we hadn't mentioned. If you didn't shit yourself when Peter Stillman's dead body floats out of the door, then you are a fucking liar, and I won't let oh, anyone tell yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, it's actually something that I I just came to my mind that like we never touched on how this game got a director's cut of so- of sorts. Oh, and it, it kind of addressed the whole you can't play a snake issue. I was kind of bummed is that like a year after it was on Xbox original. It was the first time in Metal Gear. Well, this is the first Xbox and they had Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. Subsistence was three. Yeah. And I mean, there was skateboarding minigame where you could shred on the big shell. <laughs> yes. And they had the snake chapters and it was kind of making up for people being bummed. I was actually I, I really love when. Like in, in Resident Evil 4, for example, they put out the PS2 version and you played the Ada Wong missions and it was what Ada was doing while Leon was in the game. And I thought that's what the Snake Tales were going to be. It was going to be like, oh, while Raiden was over here, like, or while Raiden was dealing with the bombs in one side, you were going to play a Snake doing the bombs in the other. But it was really just kind of like missions with a teeny bit of context of, okay, now Snake has to do this. No, that would be that would be neat to see like what was Snake up to throughout this game. Yeah, it would have been. I don't even remember what you're talking about, and I have I have substance. Yeah, it's called like Snake Tales. It's just like these missions where you're on the big shell as Snake, but I think it's just like a few sentences of text being like Snake has to go do this, and you get to play a Snake in the big shell because everyone complained about how Raiden took over. And yeah, again, I just thought it was going to be like a cool filling in the blanks thing, but it was just kind of like VR missions, but just using the assets of the game. And then there was like Konami had a snake skateboarding game called Evolution Skateboarding or something. And then they just made it with Metal Gear characters as why not? I, I know what you're talking about. I remember playing it once or twice. It was I didn't stick around, but I remember trying it. Also really weird how this game confirms the VR missions are canon. Yes. Yeah. I'm OK with that, though. VR missions is a cool thing. <laughs> for what it is all right i got a few more i'm going to read from this group from joe rodriguez played and beat the whole game without a memory card my pops was pissed because he thought the original ps1 memory card would work with ps2 games and that we played for 14 <laughs> hours <laughs> oh god from pierre libert it's very good and probably the most kojima game in the series also aged the best out of the original three in my opinion 
I disagree with that. Debatable. From Adrian Thomas Thompson, brilliant game and meeting Vamp for the first time. Also, Olga pretending to be Gray Fox. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, from Emil M. My first Metal Gear, my favorite in terms of themes. Yeah, it does have. A, it's a very different theme. Wow, imagine playing this having no context of the first Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the last one from this group, and I got one more group. From Samuel Sonoing. My first touch with Metal Gear Solid 2 was, was when I was in a game store. It was on a tester console, and I tried it out. I was 7 or 8, so I had no idea what I was supposed to do, but I was very intrigued. I actually didn't even know what game it was. Then later in my teens, when I got into Metal Gear Solid, I also bought Metal Gear Solid 2, played it, and was like impressed, even though the game had years in it, and still impressed with it, and played it again every once in a while amongst the other MGS games. Yeah, this game, still good. <laughs> and last group, I don't have as many to read, uh, from the official Laser Time community. First one from Tom Pollock. I love trying to get non-lethal takedowns. I'll have the collection of Xbox, may have to download and play it again soon. All right, from Charles Ogan, I hated this game. This is the one where Solid Snake wasn't Solid Snake. So edgy. <laughs> and we didn't talk about this but I, I i forgot about this but i want to mention this from william dawson i remember doing all the pull-ups in the tanker level to upgrade the grip to max it really burnt me out and i didn't end up getting too far in the game after collecting dog pigs and being <laughs> non-lethal for the longest time <laughs> yeah you could do the uh, pull-up thing um i know you could do it in twin snakes uh could you do it in the original metal gear solid also no that was a new thing for this then yeah because when i when i played twin snakes for this podcast i did that or I tried. I got through with it. <laughs> uh, from Cody Smith, I think I played a Metal Gear once. I'm not one for sneaking, but I do love me some 20-hour cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> from Justin Johnson, the greatest demo disc of all time. My favorite Metal Gear Solid is still Snake Gear, but this one's a close second. All right, and last one I'm going to read from Eric Yakil. I absolutely adored this game. Metal Gear Solid defined my childhood. I lost countless hours to 1, 2, and 3. I know fans are pretty well split on this character because of Raiden. But when I played this, I wasn't about to care. I was just happy to have more Metal Gear Solid. When I got older and got my head around the story of the game and why Kojima made the choices he did, I liked two even more. Not to mention the scores for those three games absolutely fucking honked. I just bought them all on eBay for a few months back. Okay. I think we should go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Carrie, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, it'll go on the shelf for me. I mean, I doubt that I'll ever actually replay it, but uh, I could see doing it. I really enjoyed it a lot. I think uh probably skip the cutscenes next time. I think I've got <laughs> yeah. it this time. I think I've got it. That's how to play this game yeah. after that. Um, what about you, Joe? Shelf. Hey, you want to see me play Metal Gear Solid the entire series? A year later. Hey, you want to see me do it again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we keep doing it on the show. Yeah, I love Metal Gear. Four will be at some point. I, I don't know when. You can always just do, which I don't know if y'all knew, if four is almost physically impossible to find. Uh, when you beat four originally, you can unlock the cutscene mode, which is you just watching the entire game, and it kind of shows clips from every boss fight, and it's just eight hours long, and I'm pretty sure it's uploaded somewhere. I, uh, I have a copy of 4. Yeah, me too. I have like my original collector's edition that I bought day one. I never had a PS3. I, 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 I got know. a PS3 for Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> if, it came if, with 4 if you I have it. me back for Metal Gear Solid 4, I will unashamedly pirate it and play it on my computer. The same there's nothing to be ashamed about, especially with that game when Konami won't re-release it and for yeah. some reason in any shape yeah. or form. I would buy it. I'd buy it if they would let me. It's on? It was on PSN now. It, it is not. I don't <laughs> not, any, not anymore. Yeah. It, it's one series that really should be available on PC. And I, I know porting is not that simple, but I feel like it's just they don't give a shit. So <laughs> it's just, you know, that's how they are. Hey, Metal Gear survives on Steam. Ah. <laughs> I want to play that one day. I played some of it. If if you play it, Mike, you have to like 
invite like two or three other people because that game is physically impossible single player. Oh, it's not made for single player. It really isn't. You have like uh, there there's single player missions, and then there's there's like at least three fourths of the missions. Like, oh, you can invite people because I know there's one where it's like, oh, you know, you have to go to this area and defend the machine, and keep the zombies away. And it's easier if you invite people. And I tried doing it by myself, and I just I couldn't. Is that the, that's the one that uh, after Kojima left? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And that's the last Metal Gear game we got. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe Japan will crack down on pachinko parlors again, and uh, Konami will need to do something to make money. That I just want Konami to sell Castlevania NFTs for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, Blair, what about you? Shelf stacker box? Definitely a shelf. This is this is a game you really have to be in a mood to play. It's not, not something that if you kind of are halfway in you're just gonna drop it but i've been a fan of this since it came out i've always loved and appreciated how weird it is i think that snake eater kind of is the best metal gear i don't can't remember the four that much but like i really loved how this is just such a weird game and like it's come from an era when a triple a game from a major publisher would allow that to happen and it's kind of sad to think that you might not get stuff like that again and just great single player 10 hour games or 15 hour games. And even if you don't like stealth, like, I mean, you can brute force your way through this, too. This isn't as punishing as, say, a Splinter Cell where it's like you get seen start over. Like, if you play an easy, very easy, I, I mean, this is essentially a puzzle game in a lot of respects where yeah. it's like, here's your room. Here's the cones. Avoid the cones. Figure out how to get around. So even if you have an aversion to stealth, like I think you can you can get through this. Yeah, even on normal, like near the end, I was just like, all right, I need to get this. I need to finish this, and I pull out the M4 and just uh, <laughs> or the uh, yeah the M4 or the I guess that's what it was the the assault rifle you have yeah. you have like the that and you have the knockoff AK, <laughs> and between the two of those, you can just run and gun if you have to. That's how I played part <laughs> at times. When I get irritated with this game, I'll just run through and just start shooting everybody. Oh, and for me, I'm actually going to put this in the box. I didn't <laughs> enjoy it this playthrough. I just didn't. I wasn't into it. I just I didn't like the boss fights. I'm like, I, I had such high ex- like excitement to replay this game. And I realized, like, this isn't even that much fun. If I, I wouldn't and I also wouldn't recommend this. People. I was like, just go play three, play one or play three or play Twin Snakes. If you have a game, you are OK with emulation like. I wouldn't recommend this game anymore. It's just not, there's not enough gameplay for me in this. The story is weird as hell. And I know that's part of the game, but I just, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me this playthrough. And I'm really sad. Yeah. It, it, but that happened. So going to the box, but I'm glad yeah, we replayed it. I, I feel that, um, you know, I really enjoyed it, but I think honestly, I probably will never actually replay this <laughs> to be totally truthful. I mm-hmm. don't see it happening. It's possible. It's a beautiful I, I, game, but. No, you, yeah. you do the simple thing. You you sit here and you think, man, I really like Metal Gear. And then you play one and you're like, oh, man, I really liked one. Let me play two. And then you go, oh, oh, yeah, two wasn't that good. And then you play three and you watch the scene where all the all the the what are they called in three? Not like this yeah. is Dead Cell. Cobra. Cobra, the Cobra unit. And then you watch the scene with the Cobra unit and you're like, oh, man, this is really cool. And then you remember, oh, yeah, all the equipment sucks. And then you want to play four. And then four is like, oh, yeah, four is hard to find. And you're old man snake. And it's just bad. And there's a monkey that wears a diaper. And then you're like, oh, I might, I might as well play. What is it called? Peace Walker. And I've never played Peace Walker. It's Monster Hunter Metal Gear. 
Yeah, I know, but it explains a lot of funny stuff. Like, Snake's got big junk because of radiation. And then you're like, oh, I might as well play 5. And then you remember, oh, yeah, nothing happens in 5 except for one story beat that explains the rest of the story. And then it's a whole Metal Gear series. <laughs> I, yeah, I got nothing. Other than I do want to play 4 again for the show. And I never played 5, and I need to play Peace Walker one day. I really want to play Acid. Acid's weird. Acid I 2 know, is really good. Acid 1 is clumsy. And it's funny because I remember like I got a PSP in 2005 because the Mega Man games are coming out. And then the only game I really wanted was Metal Gear, even though I knew it was a card game because I was just so into that series. And then I played it and I was like, well, this would be good if they changed this, this, this and this. And then that game is Acid 2. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that was Acid Acid 2 has this like cool cell shaded art style and had this thing called the solid eye where it was this cardboard thing you could put over the PSP and it was pseudo 3D. I remember that. I Acid 1 and 2 are going to someday be on this show 100% because I really want to play both of those games. I just haven't done it yet. I really need to play Peace Walker because I feel like I'm missing at least some of the story. By you are. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like a Miku Metal Gear. I heard that's pretty cool. I played Ground Zeroes. I haven't played The Phantom Pain, but so much of Ground Zeroes is predicated on how much you remember about Peace Walker, and I couldn't remember anything about Peace Walker at all. Thankfully, I played the opening of Peace Walker, so I was like, hey, look, there's Kazuha's a Miller. Look, there's that that really weird chick that has an accent, and then I was like... Yeah, pause. And then it's like, okay, I know who these characters are, and then the end of of the thing, you're like, oh, okay... <laughs> so all right and if you want to hear more metal gear we did cover metal gear solid twin snakes episode 138 metal gear solid 3 snake eater episode 109 metal gear solid episode 57 metal gear solid 2 or metal gear 2 solid snake episode 51 and metal gear ghost babel episode 7 Oh, and I shouldn't introduce what I'm going to be talking about next week next week I'm finally going to play Star Fox Adventure for GameCube oh god Fox baddies uh, I, I started it last night and I'm just like I didn't know I was playing Zelda <laughs> did you rope Sorry. CJ into this one I really hope you rope CJ into this one. no I didn't is he a big fan of that game uh, I think he gave well I, I think I don't know if it was CJ who gave it the nine in EGM someone gave it a nine someone gave it like a four and a half <laughs> no I didn't even try I, I, I roped him in for Super Mario Brothers 2 that one time I didn't think I didn't think about Dino Adventure oh. but yeah I've never played it before so I watched be. my friend play through it when it came out. I sat and watched him play like the entire game. It has a rough opening. Um, it gets okay, but not great. I just got to strong. I think part where Zelda just, got put in the crystal. If it had just been what it was supposed to be and not had Star Fox associated with it, uh, maybe it would be remembered as like a, a pretty a cool, cool game. Pretty cool GameCube game, yeah. Well, it doesn't help that nothing really happened with Star Fox at that time, but... Yeah, man, Star Fox Assault is awesome. That was supposed to be on the show, but got taken off because the guy that put it on the show quit the show. So I've not played it yet. I'll do it, man. I love that game. Okay, I found so- I found one volunteer. All right, because I do want to play it at some point. What game? Because it's always been on my list to play. Uh, Star Fox Assault. It was the Namco developed Star Fox game. It came out in two thousand five. Never heard of it. Yeah, it, it's it has a, yeah, it's like it's a mixture of like on foot tank and ship missions. It's it's really cool. It actually somewhat pays off what happens in Star Fox Adventures. So Star Fox Adventures is a little bit essential, but you can all just read the Wikipedia article. 
<laughs> someday I'll, I, I I might have to put it on now, especially because I need to do more Star Fox eventually. They're games that I just need to play someday. So, okay. And Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, so I'm uh, Carusetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A on Twitch. You can watch me play lots of Dark Souls games and occasionally repair and modify vintage uh, gaming consoles. Okay. Oh, and Blair, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Blarcade, and you can find my work at comicbookvideogames.com, which, again, celebrating its 10th anniversary, and there you can find a link to my books, uh, The Web of Spider-Man Games, and The Avengers and Video Games. All right, and if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. If you're still listening to this on the day it released, you have one day to vote in the Patreon poll if you haven't for what Tim Burton film we should cover. Right now, Beetlejuice is winning, and I want that to win because I've never seen Beetlejuice, so Go sign up for a little doll. You can help out the show and keep the lights on. And also want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. You will see a link in the show notes to her TikTok. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, but only audio, but we're there. If you want audio podcasts on YouTube, it's there for you. And if you can't find any episodes and you're wondering where they are, go use Podbean. Everything is on Podbean if you can't find stuff on your normal podcatcher that you're using, Spotify, iTunes, because it only goes so far back. And last thing I want to say is give a shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU with me. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out and go listen to his show. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Was this a simulation? (laughs) Yes, it was. It was all fake. Jack! It was all just a recording.